0: This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Image Comics. Image Comics, we started in the 90s with a bunch of ragtag rebels from Marvel. And we've grown into what you see before you. Hundreds and hundreds of comics released each and every year in a variety of genres. But all kind of supernatural-ish. So, check out Image Comics for incredible variety. Of comics that are all kind of supernatural-ish. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode... What is this episode? This is episode 751. Jason got the big 750 anniversary episode earlier this week. And I am joined today by Mike Myers of Countless Podcasts. Mike, how are you today, sir? I am doing
1: well. It's Friday, and the weekend's here
0: yes, yeah it was it was a bear of a work week for me, and I don't know about you
1: i but... i I hit like forty five on Thursday, so I was already dead <laughs> <laughs> today. I was a corpse,
0: yeah, they're like at my work they're like, you yeah, know you gotta get the stuff done. So you put the time in, but then they also are like kind of stingy with overtime. So I'm like, yeah. well, you know, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. <laughs>
1: overtime is
0: free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm just salaried, so whatever. That'll work. But yeah, yeah. it was it was a rough one. So I'm I'm looking forward to um, a day of comics and TV tomorrow. I believe. Well, that's good. Yeah, but before that, we need to talk about some comics. And before we talk about comics. How have you been? What's going on in uh, Mike Myers' world? Uh, for those that may be listening for the first time and not know you, I'm sure most of our our listeners listen to each other's shows. But just in case, tell them who you are and what kind of stuff you do.
1: I'm Mike Myers. I do podcasting. I've been doing it since about uh, God, 20, 2006. So I've, been, I've been around for... Since the AOL and Prodigy days.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I've been around for a while. Um, Geek Brunch has been probably my longest running podcast. It's known for not as much frequency as yours, but for length. So like uh it's <laughs> like sure. a four hour podcast on average. So <laughs> even though we're in the you know, we're I think we're gonna hit four hundred soon. That's a lot of hours <laughs> of recording, but uh, I do Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retrocast, which is 10 years or older stuff, and um, Mike M's Weekly Reads, those are the regulars, and then on the DC side, I do DC and Spotlight, so I've done a lot, and then I have like, I don't know, five or six more podcasts that are kind of on the hiatus just because of time.
0: Yeah, like you, you had a DC, everything else, right? That was kind of like the war comics. Yeah, and, and I kind
1: of—I mean, I kind of recruited those guys into retro when I can get them because okay. I can't—I can't always do as many podcasts as I'd like. Maybe in retirement, but not in this world. But uh, I think yeah. you do
0: pretty well um, for full-time gig. Uh, married you know you got a life you know and yeah and you still crank out and guest host on on other idiots podcasts like mine <laughs> so that's pretty cool um yeah, we that's do always have,
1: fun to step out into another realm
0: yeah we do have a few questions that came in uh that might be fun to do um i was gonna give them to you ahead of time but i'm like eh yeah you you you're you're good at just like rolling with it. So um if you won your choice of action number 1, amazing 15 or detective 27 and they were of equal value because of their condition, which one would you choose? Action number 1. Even even if it was like a 2.0.
1: Are they all I thought they were all equal, all equal. the same
0: price. <clears throat> yeah, they're equal value, right. So you might get like a a nine eight yeah. amazing, and then the your action might be like a 2.0, because to be equal to the same well, cost.
1: action. It's easy. It's the first superhero. Okay. Non pulp comic. You're
0: you're you're in for action. I'm going with Detective Twenty Seven. Poor amazing didn't get any. Yeah,
1: I, I think that would probably be the the better one, but. Uh, In terms of uh, sellability because of Batman, but I I still would go with the history, where it all started.
0: Where it all started, yep. (laughs) Yep. Um, Who is the most underrated superhero that doesn't get enough respect?
1: OMAC, that's easy.
0: That's OMAC. What's that stand for again?
1: One Man Army Corps.
0: One Man Army Corps, what's wrong with me? i'm gonna why why do you say that why do you what what's what's great what's great about him that makes him that people should not sleep on
1: because it's sci-fi that was like way ahead of its time i mean and it it stands up to this day i think it's jack kirby's best work by far
0: how many um issues of eight issues (laughs) eight issues total yeah but he's got he's made appearances and other stuff, right?
1: Yeah, different and and then different incarnations of him. Okay. But the originals, Buddy Blank, they have a a new one now during the New Fifty Two, which was done really well because Keith Giffen and Scott Koblish together look like Jack Kirby.
0: The original Kirby was only eight issues. But he's had he's had other volumes over the
1: Uh, years. John Byrne did a two or three issue black and white one. He's appeared off and on. He used to he appeared as a backup in Commandy for a while. Commandy was probably his longest uh, running DC book. And that one's wonderful, too. But yeah, Yeah. OMAC is why I'm in the field I'm in. It's. It's why I love comics. Like, that's what sort of opened up my imagination to. So, the sci fi elements of OMAC
0: made you an engineer? Yeah. Oh, very cool. I don't think I knew that. Kirby
1: Crackle and sci fi ness is why I wanted to go into
0: that and the money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's always nice.
1: My dad always said, You love these comic books. You know, comic books cost a lot of money. He says, you better find a job that gives you a lot of money. It's the best thing he's ever told me.
0: Yeah? Yeah. To, go, to feed your habit, not, not yeah, drugs. Yeah, because my
1: my dad <laughs> didn't have a lot of money. He was a firefighter, and he got me into comics by going to the garbage dumps. And that's when we were getting like drugstore comics with the cover ripped off. And that's how I got into comics, is just reading Reading comics without the cover.
0: That's awesome, though. I mean, yeah, you probably you probably got to read some cool stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I never knew what half of it was, <laughs> but uh, I, I I absorbed it like a sponge.
0: Like you, because yeah, you do. You wouldn't have the cover, so you'd have to like look at the indicia to like see what the actual book was.
1: Yeah, and I never really paid attention to the indicia, but um. At, at that age, because I started like at five and six, so it was all it was all about the art originally, and then it then I started to to read hardcore, and then I I just loved the medium.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And How then I got girls. out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have heard that you were at eighty eight thousand. Yeah,
1: eighty eight thousand comics.
0: Yeah, and that's that's not. All in your house, right? That's spread out over uh, storage uh, storage units. Yes, the newer
1: stuff is in the storage unit.
0: We need to um, we need to get you a a nice big climate controlled uh, building out back in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, I
1: would love that. <laughs> I, hate, I hate going to the climate controlled storage unit.
0: And then you can just like make make a little uh, like Mike's comic shop in the back yeah and i don't
1: don't know if you heard but uh i listened to challengers which is a a podcast out of uh out of chicago um and they they're more like a retailer podcast but yeah i've
0: listened to
3: their he
1: had his stuff in a storage unit and he had about i don't know he had about a a, a, i don't know several grand like a hundred thousand dollars with the comics and they stole his stuff um luckily they were able to retrieve about 80 percent of it
0: oh it caught the guys that did it
1: but it's really worthwhile if if anybody listens to or is curious and stores their stuff in a podcast um i mean a storage unit how how the thieves did it and uh what to watch out for i guess and uh if you can avoid it <laughs> but it it was a crazy story and it, it they did the uh when he lost everything and then 2 weeks later was able to get it
0: back and it it's pretty it's a pretty good story. Oh, I I've, I've never heard that one. That's that's interesting. Yeah. I know one of when I helped Kyle move, he had a lot of his stuff in in storage for a while in between the move. Yeah. And 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 one of them was like was not like it wasn't, I don't think it was climate controlled, but you, you could look up over like, and there was like trusses, visible trusses yeah. in the ceiling. And then you could like go through, if you climbed up there, you could go across that yeah, truss and go do down. A mission into the impossible. Other. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is not secure. And I think well, even if it
1: control. is secure, like ours has like three layers of security, it wouldn't have worked against these thieves because. Yeah they They essentially bought a unit, so like let's say they're on the second floor, so they they buy a unit with a a credit card that's not theirs, so it can't be traced back to them uh and and then they go there on the weekend and they sort of like just hang out in their unit and act like they're a regular customer, and they watch people on what they're bringing. They're like, Oh, that guy brings tools. Oh, that guy looks like he's collectibles, whatever. And then uh, the next weekend they might bring like a Dremel tool and they don't cut the locks. They cut the, the bar that locks the, the sliding thing.
2: (laughs) And they go
1: in there as a regular customer and then they fill the carts and then they take them all out. So when they rob these guys, they rob like seven units like of, of tools and, comics and furniture i mean they just rated everything and it to a regular person it looked like oh that person's just moving a lot of shit out you know in reality they they just There's took it all out not cool and then the complexity of it was they were smart enough to go outside of chicago to sell the stuff but he has friends And they said, hey, there's a estate sale and you might want to look at these pictures to see if it's your stuff. And sure enough, he looked at the detail and he had stickers on boxes and, you know, like some identifiable stuff. It wasn't just like a long box. It was identifiable. And he said, oh, crap, that's my stuff. So he called the Chicago police. They wouldn't do anything because it's outside the city. So they can't do anything. So you have to call the police in that other place. And they were like, well, we can't do anything because the crime wasn't committed here. <laughs> but we'll we'll help you at this estate sale. So on the day of the estate sale, they essentially got to this place before with the police. And they knew the the pawn shop owner guy. So they recovered his books. But that wasn't everything. That was... 80 percent of his stuff dang that's crazy but that's it in a nutshell but there's a lot more a lot more details if you listen to challengers contest of challengers
2: yeah that's yeah. cool
0: i'm glad he got some of it back more majority of it back anyway that's good
1: yeah he he was happy i think it's cool. missing like all the important stuff though like the his keys. amazing Spider-Man run and his Captain America run, yeah.
0: They plucked it, cherry picked it.
1: They must have either that or just coincidence, which I I doubt.
0: Yeah, sophisticated thieves if they know what's yeah. what's what's valuable. What is your favorite current licensed property comic? <laughs>
3: That's tough.
0: I'd say Teenage
1: Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Yeah, I can go with that. Mine mine's probably Orville right now. I've enjoyed a lot of those recently. that have come out before. Star Trek,
1: well, oh, Star Wars is really good. I like the Star Wars properties too. There's so and many Star Trek. Which,
0: yeah, what is the uh Star Trek's not as pervasive, but there's there's like a thousand star wars comics right now
1: well since idw lost the license to a lot of their stuff star trek is doing about three monthlies on star trek so
3: Oh, okay yeah and marvel's like at seven i think yeah
0: it feels like it feels like a lot um what is you uh rank the comic ages So I guess gold, silver, bronze, modern, is there another age?
1: I'll go by decade rather than the ages, because the ages sort of blur after, like modern is a long stretch.
0: Yeah, it's like what, uh, 90 to current or 80? Yeah, well, it depends on
1: definition. They have like an, if you Google it, there's like other breakdowns and after I mean I would go I'd go 90s <laughs> just because uh it's, yeah, it's, I think- I'm, a, I'm I'm a bronze age kid but in the 90s I was so stressed out with school like that comics were kind of like my uh get out of exam and just lose my time and go to a different world so yeah not there was a lot going on i mean valiant was exploding image was exploding batman's back was broken superman died uh the aids virus and the specter i mean you had sandman and all the vertigo stuff and animal man and i mean it was like an explosion of newness to me and that's why uh you know malibu comics triumphant comics that's that's what I don't know. I just I'm very fond of the 90s and a lot of people crap on it, but uh, they can't take it away from me. I don't care. (laughs) But I I, I would say next to that, the Bronze Age, because I'm a Bronze Age kid, like the 70s. So uh, I would go with that one next.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking like silver age was 70s and bronze age was 80s, but you might be right. It might be bronze. No, silver start... age
1: is more like 60s. Bronze age is like 73 or something like that.
0: Okay, okay. And then so then gold is uh, early 60s to and 50s and back.
1: Early right prior to to Marvel and uh, Showcase number four. That's the definition of that one's pretty easy.
2: Yeah.
0: It's Just weird though the, because th-
1: think of the Flash and the Showcase, and then you know that that's kind of what kicked
0: it off. If you say the modern age starts in the nineties, or or let's say it starts with Image in ninety two, um, even you've got I think it's before that. You've got thirty thirty years in that age, thirty plus years in that age compared to a sh- much shorter Bronze Age and a much shorter Silver Age. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're saying
1: bronze. Bronze age was 1970 to 1985.
0: Yeah, so that's 15 years.
1: Yeah, but for me, I'm going by the decades. I would say 70s and then 90s, just because it's so much easier to bound it. Like, yeah, it's easy to blur the line when you're going across (laughs) a decade, (laughs) especially when you're older. Like, what's in what?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going backwards. I mean, I'm going to go modern bronze, silver, gold in that order. Um, But yeah, it it is. But bronze kind of gets the short shaft there because if it doesn't start until 85, it ends before image, right? So it only gets like seven years.
1: No, it's 1970
0: to 1985. That's silver. Oh, that's bronze. Bronze. No, it's bronze. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so saying bronze, modern starts bro, bro, 85? Bronze is,
1: you know, 15, 16 years.
0: And then so that makes silver...
1: Silver's prior to that, like 50s to to
0: 1969. Uh, when was Showcase 4, you said? What uh, year?
1: Showcase 4 is probably... Uh, i have 1956. to look it up. It's 1956. Yeah. So that's what that's what key is the key to go off of. So that. But if you were to say like the key Bronze Age, I, I kind of would. I always think of like the uh, the Marvel monsters is kind of the Bronze Age when you had Dracula, Werewolf, and all that stuff, and Spider Man wow. and the drug issues and uh, Green Lantern wow. and Green Arrow doing the drugs and kind of like when they started to break the code
0: yeah that that doesn't feel like to, to me bronze is crisis um no oh, that's 87 that. man yeah that feels like bronze age to me but maybe yeah i guess i'm not but you're I'm younger
1: right. you're you're blurring the lines Uh huh. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so 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 crisis is 86 is that right yeah 86
1: 87 yeah because so that's I all know that
0: you're that's that's a ridiculous we need a new age then because it, it, modern can't go 30 40 years
1: well well it's it's ridiculous cuz if you even so silver age is 1956 to 1970 okay and then 1970 to 1985 is bronze and then modern is 1985 to present that's <laughs> yeah it's how like could 40 that years. be how could that how could that be yeah. um there there is there is some uh i think it was overstreet or or some other one that broke down the into more ages than than modern
0: um but that's what people know it by is the yeah. old the old the old way well we let's do it right now we'll we'll solve we'll solve this problem so we're going to take we're going to call it after bronze to modern we're going to give it you're saying 86 to let's go to 2000 and then in, in 2000 we get like why i
2: would, go all the, I,
1: would I would actually go down to, to the crash like in the late 90s okay like I,
2: that
1: that's what i define as modern and then i would define the next age as after the crash like because it crashed hard okay. after the speculation so mar- mark so
0: we'll call it post crash post crash yeah, is a new age that you heard it here, folk- here, folks. The post-crash <laughs> age, and then we're, we're going to say that's '99 or 2000.
1: I think it was late '90s, but I think it was more like '97 when when stuff started to go to pot. Right.
2: Um,
0: so let's go 2000 and make it even then. 2000. to Because to the
1: like '93, I think it was '93, '94, '92 that things exploded. That's when people like that didn't even read comics were buying comics because right. they were going to send
0: their kids to to college. Yeah, when I mean, you buy you'd buy a long box of <laughs> Spawn number 1.
1: I kind of yeah. fell into that. Like I have at least 10 copies of Spawn number 1 downstairs. Oh, and, I uh, did too. I did too. Savage Dragon and all of that. So, I think yeah. I have like five Death of Supermans and <laughs> All the different prints, the newsprint. The... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went all in.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was excited. But I never about that.
1: parted with them either, so I, I I don't know. I've I've sold maybe like five comics in my entire
0: life. So you keep even though, like if you have multiple dupes, you're going to keep them.
1: Well, I, I'm just too lazy, and I hate it so much. I hate selling comics.
0: It is a pain in the ass. Because I, I mean, that.
1: what people bitch about shipping, but it's a lot of time. I mean, shipping and handling. It's the handling that costs a lot, because it's your time. I mean, if you look at the cost of how much somebody makes an hour, and you figure, oh, I have to package this, I have to ship it, I have to worry about it tracking from here to here. I got to haul my fat there. ass down
0: to the post office. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> haul- I
1: got to spend six dollars of gas a gallon. To get to the post office to get it shipped out, I mean, that that's expensive, and people don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Like the the the, the buyer doesn't care.
0: And then you go through all that, and then uh, the person who bought it from you, and you give, let's say, you give them free shipping, and then they're like, you know, you said this was very fine plus, and it's probably closer to very fine, so I'm gonna give you a a zero stars, and then I want my money back.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, well I, I know some guy that shipped a lot of his to mycomicshop.com and uh, ended up getting it shipped back because he was getting a 40 cents for some of that stuff.
0: Uh, you do. Yeah, I know that person, too. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> that person learned a, a hard, hard lesson about, <laughs> about that. And um, at some point I'll go on a rant about those guys one of these days. <laughs> When I get fed up,
1: I, I I get I get their business model. Like I understand it.
2: It's um, like every LCS they, they, is they, business they model. Ca-
1: they really ca- cater to the buyer though, because in reality, a lot of the times they gave you forty cents, they could sell it for two. So that is their profit, based right. on the condition they know they can sell
0: it.
3: Because they my
0: I bet my mortgage that the the comics they have on the rack uh that they get from Diamond are the same ones that I sent them and the ones that are on the rack they're calling near mint and mine they're calling very good even though I... mine was unread theirs are unread mine were sealed in in bagged and board there's no way that it's ever touched human hands and I'll bet you bottom dollar that they they rate their own shit higher than they rate mine i i I don't
1: think so and and the reason the reason that i don't think so is i'm a extensive buyer from them right and i normally if i was going somewhere else i would not buy a vg book but their vgs are fine like they're i know they're a 6.0 not a 4.0 so i will buy a vg from my comic shop I won't buy a VG from Mile High because Mile High gra- grades incredibly aggr- like aggressive yeah. in the other way.
2: Yeah.
1: So to me and and to the consumers I know, like Bob Bretal, who owns the world record, that they we all know that they grade aggressively. Like my comic shop grades extremely aggressive against the seller but very mo- much pro in the buyer because if you do it in that order, they're not going to get as much complaints. Like I get the book and I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is fine. Like this, you're, this you're is way you better.
0: With, you think they do it with their own stock as well?
1: Yes, I really mm-hmm. do. Cause I, I get a lot of books from them in in low grade and they look awesome. I I've gotten some, books that they have rated fine and they look very fine to me like incredible
2: yeah
0: i got some credit with them that i gotta burn before it goes away i don't know if it goes away or not but i got a i got, I got a bunch of stuff in my cart i need to pull the trigger on and i'm gonna see for myself when it gets here yeah do, do a vg uh just just to see well i'm not i don't w for my own personal collection like just to complete the run I don't care. I don't give a shit about condition. I mean, of yeah. course I'd rather have this, but I mean, I don't care between a, uh, a, v, a, a very fine or, you know, near mint. I don't care. It, it, it's just, it's just going in the collection and it's going to be part of the run. So it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah. It's just, to me, a very fine is just as good as a
0: near mint. I, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. That's... I'm
1: not a CGC guy. Um, I, I, I I listen to some of that stuff, but and uh I, I kind of know how things get graded, just in general, um but I don't care because yeah. I, I I buy a a graded book and I crack it open. I, I yeah, just I, I I think of those as a prison, and then it's just an awful way to stand out like on my wall. I just I can't have it in plastic. I I everybody has their pet peeves. Yeah. And like I, I appreciate, like I appreciate those people that want to make money. So I, I'm not like condemning you because you put your stuff and you protect it, because because that's where it's going to be valuable. But I'm I'm a reader and collector first than than wanting to sell something. So for yeah, me, if it I was buying keys, sense.
0: if I was buying keys, I could see th- I I definitely see the appeal of the being sealed and graded you know that that's cool yeah sure if i'm gonna get a hulk 181 and i can see that it's been graded and it's it's sealed in this case yeah Yeah. at that price i can i can see the value there well i i do
1: i do buy those though i do buy those uh cgc books that are graded like that and then i crack them open
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not i'm not gonna crack open like oh Superman. sorry
1: barb barb's pointing at herself she's listening in uh, the <laughs> room and she says i crack them open
0: she she has the uh the she can has opener, the,
1: right yeah she's got she's got special the special can opener <laughs> i think it's like an exacto knife and uh just cracking it with her hands she knows how to <laughs> she knows how to crack it just right without damaging it uh,
0: well, yeah, you mentioned Over- Overstreet and, you know, just like clockwork, the good folks at Overstreet, you know, have sensed that uh, with the internet age upon us <laughs> and print dying, uh, that maybe, maybe they should put out an app. Uh, and so they've been working on it for the last 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Overstreet has rolled out uh, a new database uh price guide website app for that you can get at various tiers. You can get a $10 a month version or $9 a month version. You can get a $5 a month version, a $3 a month version. And they're like gold, silver, bronze. We were like we were just talking about. And I think they have a free version and for that you can maybe look something up like you can on mycomicshop.com. So they don't have a lot of bells and whistles there but it does stuff like um
1: Have you downloaded it yet?
0: I went to the yeah I I did and um I didn't pay.
2: I just Right
1: right but I'm just curious cuz I wouldn't want to I already have a database that tells me yes. my values and stuff but it it's a good marker outside of eBay to have uh an overstreet. I I know I know uh Kyle doesn't care Right. He doesn't like Overstreet, <laughs> but but I like it as like, I would look to that first if I was selling uh, and then look at eBay because yes. eBay is like, eBay's like now, but that's this is more like a good average. Think of that as your other term. What do they call it? Fair retail value. Fair market <laughs> over, value. Fair yeah. market value. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like Overstreet to me. That's yeah. what they think the value is.
0: And your blue chippers, you know, and you like historical stuff and, you know, stuff that doesn't move on eBay because there's no inventory.
1: Right, right, right. Because there is an age before the Golden Age called the Platinum Age. Yeah. That has like tin tin and all the other weird stuff, uh, the Yellow Boy. And if you ever go to like a comic book museum, you can see comics from the Platinum Age and they have them in Overstreet, believe it or not. But Overstreet's disappointing nowadays because they start dropping stuff like cuz they can't make this book like I don't know as big as the industry's gotten and and you'll find like I'll I'll pick up like obscure stuff like from my comic shop and Ed will pull out the price guide and he goes it's not in there <laughs>
2: I right? mean like, yeah That's it's disappointing. Like,
1: what, what, what do I do yeah what do I you know uh and then the, the some of the stuff i you can't look on eBay because nobody It'll, else wants it, so there's holds, no demand <laughs> it's
0: not it's not sold yeah, comic yeah. d b is gone or behind a paywall now, yeah so, so there's not a yeah, there's not a lot of resources like that yeah i was I've been disappointed in the last couple of overstreets, like back in the day, the overstreet was everything. Like I was like, this is this has yeah, every single was, comic that was ever awesome.
1: made. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: And I would just pour over line by line and try to memorize the stuff. And now it's just like, they just kind of like, they do shorthand. Because, well, there's so much product, the book can't cover it all. And, and
1: then with all the variants, I mean, it's it's got to be a nightmare. Like, yeah. to put it out on print. Because, I mean, some of the comics now have like 50. 15 20
0: variants yeah and they should have done this 10 15 years ago and, and then you
1: have to worry about the ratios like because you might have oh, a yeah. one in 10 a one in 20 i mean it's it's crazy
0: yeah and and i don't know who does a good job of that um
3: with ratios
0: yeah
1: that has to be ebay or whatever. There's a lot of weird stink. Have you heard of that what not?
0: Yeah, I saw, I saw a little uh, bit about that. I didn't do much investigation on that, though.
1: I looked at it and I was I was like, this isn't for me. This is for the next generation because it's more video based.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I, I just can't I, I don't get the video based like I it's more like instead of being an auction, it's like you're in a live auction, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't Uh, know how it, how it works because you're not, I don't think you're like linked to anything. I don't know how, maybe you are, maybe you have to put in your credit card
0: or your banks, your bank statement. I don't know. (laughs) DNA, something like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like they do that, like the Instagram guys, there's a lot of Instagram guys that do claim sales all the time. Yeah. And that's really, that seems weird to me. Like. They just put stuff up. Somebody puts claimed. They did. Well, that's what
1: uh, that's what Aaron Myers does, and I buy from him extensively.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, His
1: is Facebook, though. He might do it on Instagram as well. So I think he might post it on both sites, and then it's first come first serve.
0: And then if they don't get to him in a certain amount of time, he posts it again.
1: I don't know if he's got like this wicked alert checker. But he's fast. Like, i I've never had, I've never done a claim and then not gotten a book ever.
0: Right, but I mean, what about the guys that aren't you? That like have buyer's remorse and like, yeah, I shouldn't have bought that for that much money. I'm not gonna <laughs> buy that. I mean, how long does he wait before he's like, okay,
3: that guy's. Gonna oh, play. he doesn't. He
1: he doesn't ship it until. Until he has the money in hand.
3: That's legit.
0: Yeah, no fees. So. Keeps the fees away.
1: Right. But he still lets you do PayPal with the protection and stuff. Like he doesn't try to hide right. behind a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Send me your social security card.
2: Yeah.
3: So you still have like buyer's protection, like if something happens. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at uh we've still got July previews happening. So let's take a
0: look at what's going on at Image in July, which is selling what, September? Be in stores in September.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh you and I love Image in different decades. Um we were talking yes. about that earlier. You are a foundational image man that loves the original what six eight who were the original founders yeah Wils, seven or eight Wils wilson mcfarland portacio
1: is the one that kind of was the outlier. um jim valentino jim, eric larson todd mcfarland jim lee. Uh, rob liefeld jim lee and mark silvestri
0: yeah um those guys, legends all, um, and you still worship at their altars. You still get all their I, stuff, I, don't I you? Do. I do.
1: I think some of the best uh, panels ever, like even when I went to C2E2 and I saw Sylvester there, like they're such fascinating dudes because not a lot of – those dudes became millionaires. It's like not a lot of comic creators could say that. That's not true. Not any other – I mean these guys were millionaires. They made enough money launching image and the, the books prior to that, like at Marvel, that they were set for life.
2: Yeah, they you made know?
0: millions off of maybe two or three books that actually yeah, came out. I mean,
1: yeah. And they're such fascinating, like they did a lot of stuff. Like they did their own coloring. They they like they did a lot of they brought in they like made their own companies like Extreme yeah. Studios and Top Cow and McFarlane. So they were like not only comic creators, but they were entrepreneurs, <laughs>
0: if you will. Yeah. You no, know, that, that's what I was, what surprises me. Cause I think I, we had mentioned it if we talked on Twitter or something about um, the comic kayfabe podcast with Ed Pisker and Jim Rugg. <laughs> yeah. And those you're, guys you're, are awesome. Uh, no, I thought you were saying you're like, ah, I can't I can't watch them on. a I can't watch the YouTube.
1: I can't show. watch YouTube shows. But if I had to, I'd watch them because they show they know how to do visuals yeah. like stuff. Yeah, they're high production video. It, it's the other ones that are kind of like, yeah,
3: and it works, though. Ads,
1: they don't use vi- video like uh, visual representation like their pot. I can't listen to. C- cartoonist K kayfabe as a podcast because I, I love those guys i think they're the best creators but they have too much visual
0: yeah stuff like i actually watched like back to back of them just paging through old wizard magazines
2: yes just-
1: these these guys though i can relate to because they they're in the era like yeah that I love so much. Like they Tim V. Hill and Faust and all that stuff, like when stuff was blowing up, they're like they're in my wheelhouse. They're so in there.
0: Oh yeah. They're great.
1: And, and I like Pisker so much because I, I, I just think Red Room is like
2: it was it
1: great. is it is one of my favorite comics to ever like I, I don't know. I, I I can think about it for hours, like at so many different levels because it's not only like a crazy story, but it's like an artistic piece of art because he does a different experiment in each issue. So it's, I, I just love it to bits. I am going to, re- I remember him. him. I remember meeting him at like one of my first cons. Cause he used to do some independent book that I oh, have. Yeah. I remember Wizzy Wizzy Wink. Whizzy what yeah, with is what you with. get.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I bought those all at a convention, like I don't know, back in 2007 or 2008. It, it was early on in my convention days.
0: He was probably like 18 years old.
1: Yeah, he. he well, he He's still young. looks like 18 years old.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he does wear that hat and. He kind of looks like Eminem.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's yeah,
1: he's like he's, he's ready to rap or something. But
0: I think he's. They think they might be forty. Him and Jim Rugg, I think, are both in their forties.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're older, but he they do look pretty young. Like
2: yeah, I early forties. A,
1: a decade ahead of them for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah.
0: But I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go, still gonna go and file a lawsuit against um, Pisker because. Red Room. It, he uses the phrase um, "murder on the web for fun and profit"
1: yeah. uh,
0: as his catchphrase, and um, I believe <laughs> I believe that's copyright infringement somehow. So uh, we'll have to see what the courts decide. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, cause I, I, maybe it was just like one offhand comment. You're like, oh, I could never watch comics kayfabe, and I was like, No, Mike, you, you no, I can watch it.
1: I can't if I said that. I didn't mean that. I meant I can't
0: listen to Yeah, maybe that's what it was.
1: Their podcast. I can't watch YouTube videos because I just don't have the time. Yeah. Because they're you they're a visual represent medium and the only time I can listen to that kind of stuff is when I'm working on in the yard or doing dishes or walking my dog or doing don't stuff. You do,
0: that, I thought you were doing treadmill. I,
1: shows. I treadmill I will do TV though. You,
2: you gotta do real TV. <laughs> I. I
1: I have so many streaming services there. I There's no way I'm going to trade that off for YouTube. <laughs> it's,
0: it's just not happening. You got to get that money. Got to justify that money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm either going to watch Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, or whatever. You know, exactly. I, I am not going to uh, devote it to a medium that I already can hear. Like, I guess, I guess that's the way I look at it.
0: I got you. I got gotcha. Well, I'm glad you checked it out and liked it when you did, because yeah, I, I was thinking about you when I was watching. it. I was like, "Oh man, this is this is Mike's wheelhouse." Oh, the, the
1: the the one that I absolutely loved, and I did watch this one through, was the the court cases of Todd McFarlane.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god, I was, that was like, fascinating. Why well, I, I bought the book prior to that, and then I like kind of like read along with it, sort of as as they were kind of going over it because they were reading the as if they were the actual yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were playing the the parts
1: yeah yeah and i was like oh this is so awesome but again todd mcfarland is so fascinating like he's i mean we're talking about the guy that bought the mcguire ball i mean <laughs> yeah and he tried to get in to to do cards and now he's in toys and i mean he's he, he's just absolutely fascinating to me
0: yeah and he was on he was on an episode too they interviewed him and um fascinating dude
1: yeah I, I i absolutely god i adore all of them even even valentino and even will oh
0: i love <laughs> the f- forgotten the forgotten well, founder
1: wet works he in all fairness he could have been bigger than he was but he had like some kind of family medical issue that he had to leave so it if things had Turned out differently, I, I think he would have been you know more prominent. Right. He's very talented.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I yeah, I've got... he just
1: did a cover for
0: Hellcop or one of those books. Oh, I was there for all that launch stuff, man. I remember. I remember the launch. I remember Image Craze then in foil covers and nuts.
1: And I still love that. Like, I I, I, <laughs> I, have, I, I go gaga of the foil or the, the chromium. Like, the chromium is one of my favorites. No. I had chromium, Exo Man of War, and Ninjak, and I, I just loved it. Like, all, I eat that stuff up.
0: I did fall for the lenticular craze, too, not so long ago. So. Oh,
1: I, I like the lenticular. That, the lenticular was pretty awesome. <laughs> and, like, the new Batman that just came out, it had a... What is the acetate cover or
2: mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah.
1: Like, I just, I am, I am, I eat that up.
2: <laughs> I
1: just, I just love it. Like my favorite gimmick was the bullet hole cover in protectors. Like I, I it had a bullet hole all the way through the issue. It was so awesome. And the, yeah.
0: and the die cuts. I was there for the oh,
1: die yeah, cuts. The die cuts. I love them. Yeah. Love the, die the, cuts. The, 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 what do they call it? The holographic images. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why they keep doing this shit, cause we all, we eat it up with a spoon, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I I know they're not worth like worth a lot. I just love them. Like it just reminds me of a time. Like it was yeah. fun. It, it, it was fun. A, It was a fun time because I I didn't get to experience the indie explosion until way late in my life other than Archie. I mean if it wasn't Harvey or Archie, it was Marvel or DC. And in the 80s it Yes, I got into Eagle Comics and but that was about it. That was for Judge Dredd and Robo Hunter and all that stuff,
0: but Do yeah. you remember the black and white craze after TMNT? Hid no,
1: cuz I I did not want to read about a turtle back then like mm-hmm. times have changed like yeah now i'm into gi joe and ninja turtles and i'm still not into transformers but i i love those comics and uh i i didn't want anything to do with them when they were coming out
0: yeah i liked i liked tmnt and then that got me into something called fish police i don't know if you remember that
1: but... yeah i uh i've read it recently yeah
0: yeah that was like that was my jam run of it I loved it. i was like that. That's the But I, thing. I
1: wouldn't have touched that if I was to go back in time. I'm not the same person then that I was now. Um, now I'm, I'm willing to read anything. Like I, I just like, I'm like a sponge. Yeah, more then forgiving. I was, very, I was more like a superhero dude. Yeah. You know, you know how John Mayo likes to stay in his superhero world. Yes. Yes. That, that was me in the 80s like that's that's all i wanted and i didn't want anything to be funny or look weird i wanted it to look now i i can look at any type of art right. you know but back then it had to look like george perez
0: <laughs> and that's not bad but
1: <laughs> no no it's not i just i just uh
3: that times have changed
0: oh yeah for sure All right, man, we got to get into image. We got to take yeah. a look at what, what image has to, has to say to us. We're on page, let's see, 31 in your print copy, 40 in your digital. Um, we're going to kick off with a new Jeff Lemire book, Bone Orchard, 10,000 Black Feathers, number one. It's a gem of the month. and Andrea Sorrentino doing the art. It's horror supernatural. Go figure. That's what image does. Uh it's in a any shared interest?
1: universe. Yeah, If it, it says it's in a shared horror inter, uh, continuity universe with Gideon Falls, Primordial, and the Passageway.
0: Okay. So I'm he's less like interested. building his
1: own universe, uh, like Black Hammer, if you will.
0: Yeah, I'm less interested now.
1: I'm more interested
3: because <laughs> I still
0: like continuity. I, I it like looks it. nice. It looks nice. I like the art for sure. Really, really nice um, cartooning going on there. Yeah, I haven't, I still haven't read
1: uh, Passageway. That was a, I have it right here on this table, but uh, it was direct to hardcover.
0: Yeah, I dropped off of Gideon Falls halfway through, so. Never finished that one.
1: I think Lemire's a master, just like Matt Kent, so.
0: Oh, yeah, I like him too, but.
1: See, like when I think of Ed Pisker and Jeb Grug, I think the little older group of Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, because they used to hang out at every con. Like they were like, they they were fascinating to me because they started totally indie, and then yeah. they went mainstream. But uh, and then mm-hmm. they went and did whatever they want because they could. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's right there right now in a panel today. With Keanu Reeves. How badass is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah. mean,
1: Matt Kent. Because yeah. Keanu's the shit. I mean, he's awesome. Like, he's just a good person.
0: He said he's going to do John Wicks until nobody wants him to do John Wicks anymore. He said he just <laughs> I keep hope doing so. it.
1: I hope so. Because I'm like a Liam Neeson fan and Clint Eastwood. I'll watch any of that. And they're like, <laughs> Clint Eastwood will just throw one punch in a movie right now. And I'll still think he's
0: badass. <laughs> he's like 90 now. he is yeah
1: but i did watch uh the chicken movie whatever that was called el macho or
0: yeah yeah that That was awesome yeah i got it for free with hbo max so i had to do that now creep show number one we got chris burnham paul dini steve langford john mccray working on this uh this looks cool did you watch creep show back in the day on hbo
1: that was Tales from the Crypt.
0: That oh, was Tales from the Crypt. What was Creepshow? Was that Showtime's version? Creepshow was a movie. Okay. Um,
1: now they have a show on, what is it called? Sh- Shutter.
0: Okay. Okay. So Creepshow is just a movie. As far as I know. Okay. Yeah, you're you're probably right.
1: Tales from the Crypt was the HBO, the Crypt Keeper. Oh, you know, gotcha, he would introduce. Gotcha. I love that. But they're all the same, like whether it's Vault of Horror or any of it, <laughs> they're they're similar uh, stories. This is this is like Tales from the Crypt, just a different host.
2: Yeah, and it's House anthology,
0: so it's yeah. gonna be um, anthologies. Uh, I, I go back and forth on them. I love some of them, and some of them, you know, they're I can easily skip them, and if you can easily skip a book, because then then it's hard to kind of go continually to come back and and read it so that that's a problem with the anthologies to me but um i usually enjoy them when i read them
1: yeah same here like i one of my favorites is the antarctic anthologies i love them and heavy oh. metal i still
2: oh, adore. yeah yep.
1: like there, i still every heavy metal i still like like 80 percent of the the content, or I wouldn't be getting it anymore.
0: That's great that it still it still holds up after all those years.
2: Yeah,
1: well, it might not hold up for everyone. It holds it holds up for me personally.
0: Every time I sample it, though, I I find stuff that I like in them.
1: Yeah, you know, it, I always it,
0: gravitate to stuff.
1: It it is a nice uh, sci-fi treat.
0: And we've got vanish number one. This is Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman. Um a superhero book. And uh tons of covers. It's um this is these guys were both on Venom, right? Yeah. Over at Marvel. I will probably sample this, even though I'm not a huge fan of superheroes on at image. Uh, I'll I'll check it out.
1: Yeah, I will too. Um I do like donny cates more when he's out of the super i mean out of out the of Marvel big two stuff yeah, yeah.
0: i really like crossover i thought that was great
1: i yeah i love i love his like dark horse stuff before he became big like it's just amazing
0: oh yeah well, he had a team book over there didn't he um
1: he had a lot of stuff over yeah. there um but i ghost fleet a bunch of different books that I absolutely liked and uh now, now he's sort of hit or miss for me. Like uh his Hulk is really weird. Uh, I am I'm trying, but <laughs> i I have to fight through that one.
2: Yeah,
0: I dropped it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um then he, we've got... he,
1: I will give him this though. He always does he always tries to break the mold and do something different. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I do like that about him because I don't like everything to be the same. You know.
0: And he made some specul- speculators some money because he was always yeah. trying to trying to he, he knew what he was doing, you know. Um, you got get collectability going, so got people excited about it. A lot of stuff going to second and third and fourth prints because. If of you look at the preview
1: pages, it, it look awesome.
0: They're yeah, really they they really well well rendered. Now we here we have um I have I'm torn when I when I talk about Saga I love Saga. I, it's one of my favorite comics, and it was uh, one of the comics that got me back into reading again in 2011 when it came out or whatever. 2012. Because um, 2012, it's celebrating 10 years of Saga with their 10th trade paperback covering uh, the last five issues, which is 55 to 60. So if you do the math, uh, 10, 10 years of Saga, 60 issues, six issues a year. <laughs> so all those hiatuses and planned breaks pretty much break them down to an every other month cadence. Um, so, yeah, uh, which is bummer because it's so good. But if you want Fiona Staples to do it, she's got a family now. She can't, she can't crank out the art like she used to. Um, so it takes her longer. So I, I don't think I want anybody else drawing this book. So I got to wait. And that means I get one issue every other month. And I'm yep. okay with it. And that's just the way you got to do, right? That's the what breaks. you got to do. Them's the breaks. Now with like other books like I'm like just replace the artist. Go put, put a fill in. I don't care. Just tell me the story. I want to get through I want I want more content. But for this book, it's kind of linked. The the creators well, It's kind of, of
1: her, yeah. They're kind of the team.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we've got Antioch. This is Patrick Kindlin and Marco Ferrari. For yeah, Ferrari. Um, it's an all new ongoing series uh, for fans of Namor and Brew and Phillips's Sleeper, which is an interesting combination. Um, this team, this is a the team that brought us front, Frontiersmen, if you remember that that short series. Um, looks kind of interesting. I like the art.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to try all of these.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try this one. I'll be trying this one. Uh flawed number 1 is from Chuck Brown who is a bitter, bitter root.
2: root. Yeah. And he's
1: ri- he's writing Black Mana for DC. Really good.
0: Okay, there you go. Um
1: really good African American uh writer.
0: And then the artist is Prinzy. Um Prenzy who did On the Stump, which I don't remember that one.
1: It doesn't ring a bell with me either. That cover's amazing. I love that cover A.
0: And um it's, it's simple uh, but awesome. <laughs> this is a high octane limited series that's Frasier meets the Punisher. Or Kill Bill meets nailbiter. So (laughs) there's a couple of comparisons for you. That helps. Yeah. Definitely check out the first issue for sure. See what it's like. The least we can do. Who's that writer? What's her name? His name.
1: Iolanda Zanferindio.
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a rough one.
1: Alicia Ramboli.
0: Doing the art. Yeah. A mysterious magical power arises from a world nearly destroyed by world war. I like the look. looks like an Aftershock book a little bit from the cover. Got that style.
1: I like the interiors.
0: Yep. Worth checking so. out. Uh, Chris Riles giving us Onyx, a one-shot with Gabrielle Rodriguez and Jay Photos. another horror science fiction crossover. It's a robo-talk. I love
1: love Chris Ryle, but uh, just to let people know and be cognizant of what's happening here, um, all of the stuff you see in Image has been, like I own all the copies that have been printed at IDW. So this isn't something new. And they don't advertise it as previously collected in, I mean, issues one through four of Onyx at IDW. Um, This this is that. I mean, it's just reprinted
0: material. Oh, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't, I guess, unless they had printed it, would they? Yeah. So if he's taking his creator own But piece, a lot of, a
1: lot yeah. of people are discovering it for the first time, which is good because it's image now and it's not IDW, but this is I mean, every time you see this, last month, the month before, everything you see has been printed before at IDW. This one they're combining all the issues into one though. That's why you got the 9.99 cover price.
0: Okay. Uh, we got some OGNs. Everyday Hero Machine Boy. Probably yeah, this not one was
1: a, this was in the anthology
3: uh, image number oh, one, 30, I think. The thirtieth. Yeah
0: we got a new reckless book by brewbreaker phillips these are all fantastic don't really even know to know what they're about because it's all part of the reckless um world uh this would be great these are these are the best i can wholeheartedly recommend them
3: yeah they're wonderful
0: i love that it's viable too like they can go off and do one of these every four months, five months, put it out, make a shit ton of money, do another one.
2: I love it. And the,
1: the nice thing about it for them is it's sort of like an evergreen because, like, you could see if you missed any of the issues, you could buy all of them again.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you can get it as a hardcover.
2: You or can jump in at or... any
1: time. You just have to, you know, know the issues because... They don't say like volume one or whatever. They're reckless and then the name. So you have to sort of look up the order to read them.
0: Yeah, they definitely give you a little more if you've been with them the whole ride. You definitely get a better experience. But they are incredibly accessible and you could pick, you could read them out of order if you wanted to.
1: That's true. It's like watching a movie if you don't get all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Did you like Moon Knight? The TV show? Yep.
1: I I loved the first episode. (laughs) Okay. But uh, as, as it went on, I liked at least less and less as it went on.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: I, I liked the first one because it was almost like uh, uh, they did that, like switching, like where the camera would just like flicker, and you knew he was like switching. Uh huh. And they got they went away from that, but I liked it a lot because it reminded me of Memento. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Oh but yeah.
0: It's
1: a yeah. guy with short term memory and stuff. Chris He's Nolan like, movie. like he, he yeah. would yeah he would he would wake up and he'd be like where am I, and he'd have to look at his arm to see if he wrote anything down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I liked the first one a lot, but it was probably my one of my least favorites. Now Miss Marvel I absolutely loved. I loved and that not was because great. not because of the superhero. I loved the family. Like I I thought the characters and learning about Pakistani culture it even made me want to research it more. Like
0: I I was Engrossed in that part of it. Oh yeah, I mean, did you? I didn't know any of that. Like I was like Googling stuff while I was watching it. Well, like so, so, I, I was, was doing the split. Same, I was there talking. Yeah,
1: about, I was. I it? was doing the same thing. And if, if a show drives you to learn, like it, it's got to be a good show because yeah. you're Googling about different stuff. And
0: and you know what? I really thought that they would like dodge any of that, but they leaned straight into the Muslim heritage, and yeah. I really think it worked. I think it worked really well. Yeah,
1: it worked it, it 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 was really close to the comic book. Like if you read the first volume, in, in terms of the family, yeah, it was like on the money. Like, um, the the superhero aspect is totally different because that Dejin or whatever this that that's yeah. brand new. Yeah. But uh, the original was in humans. But it, it's interesting. Did you have you watched all of it?
0: Yeah, I watched all of it.
1: The whole aspect of the Cree is interesting because the Cree are what started the Inhumans, so it, it might be coming back to like that indirectly.
0: Right, the, because like, of the I, there, there, was no say, there was no carriage in miss. There's no carriage but did miss.
1: You, right, but did you see the last scene at the end? Like, there was an extra at the end of Miss Marvel.
0: The Did one you where see we that? got it we got another character that another superhero yes. that came out and said where am yes. I or whatever? Yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, because that's that could be the link. Yeah. Because she's that. Right. So I i don't know. I i thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I was fine with the like the bangle and the gen was Like that makes just as much sense as anything else. and
1: uh, Yeah, I, wa- I don't I never care about that. Ever, yeah. Like I, the the more you're different from the comic, the more I like it.
0: I and watched I, it with my wife, and she was like, "Okay, so she's like has ice powers, and those like she shoots ice shards and has ice fists," and I'm like. Well, it kind of looks like that, but that's certainly not what it is. <laughs> Once we get to the end, I mean, at some point she's gonna get really big. Just keep watching. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was like, yeah, look, they looks like it looks like ice, um, but it's not. It's not. It's like well, she,
1: even even in the comics though, it's hard to like, her, she's like Mister Fantastic, but not. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very weird power base.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, but I thought it I thought it was handled really well. But they
1: did kind of cater to the comic fan with the fists and stuff.
2: <laughs> the yeah, the big hands. <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. and the um, the and that that was great. <laughs> now, of the of the last two um, Marvel movies you've seen, Thor and Doctor Strange, do you have a preference? I
1: liked Thor better, but. It, I don't think I would have said that a couple of years ago. Cause Ragnarok was when I watched it the first time, I wasn't too crazy on it, but I like the way I went into this movie is I had watched all four like back to back to back and then went to the movie the next day. Oh. And it really worked well for me personally as like a beginning, middle and end, you know, like okay. I, I, th- I thought it flowed well. Um, But still, I like the first one the best because I just love the Destroyer. But I think he's like iconically one of the best Kirby creations. I just love his look.
0: What about Doctor Strange? (laughs) Doctor Strange
1: I liked uh, quite a bit, but it had too much of the same feel that Spider-Man did to me. Yeah, yeah. And they were like right next to each other so it it didn't have the same impact as the spider-man one did because it's like been there done that kind of thing i don't know
0: yeah i can see that all right let's get back into image i was uh sorry about the little sidetrack there (laughs) we do that don't we mike yeah i'm I'm Uh, terrible
1: but you're, 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 you're 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 actually uh Doing a lot of it this episode <laughs> So I'm not totally The
0: guilty one here yeah, You rub off on me uh, yeah. on a page, I'm on page 69 And it's uh, 20th Century Men Number 2, Above Snakes Number 3 um, Beware the Eye of Odin 4, Dead Lucky 2 I haven't read any of these yet I have them, they're just stacked up I'm like 50 issues of comics Behind where I need to be
1: yeah, I just picked up Above Snakes. I was going to skip it, but I, I heard about it. And because it was Western, I decided to jump into it, even though yeah. it's Supernatural Western. Because yeah. I, I, I just love the Western genre. I, I don't know if you're reading, like, Lead City, but that's badass. I love so what, it.
0: What publisher is that?
2: Red
1: 5.
0: Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's so good. Lead City, I'll have to check that yeah. one out. Oh, uh, we've got Deadly Bouquet. Department of Truth is on issue twenty two, do a Powerbomb, Eight Million Genies, which is going blowing up crazy.
1: I've only read the first one, but I thought it was brilliant. Like I, I, I absolutely loved it. Like five out of five for me.
0: Yeah, I've read the first two and they've both been really good and yeah. really good high concept and do you remember that other Charles Soul book about the alien invasion what was that one called? It was, it was like an Oni press book.
1: Oh, the space one. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember what it was called.
0: That was a high concept, you know, that he did. Yeah. And I he's love per-
1: it. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, I like Charles. Soul. I've been like a star Wars stuff
0: that, yeah, that I kind of given up on. So I was really glad to see him do something like this again and, get me excited about his work again. But yeah, Brian, I think he and Ryan Brown were on that book too. And I don't know why I'm spacing on it, but yeah, it was, it was a really great, great series. Firepower. I've dropped sadly. I just got, I'm just too far behind on stuff. I had to cut some things loose. Golden rage. Um, I'm excited to read this first issue. I haven't read it yet. See, uh, the, the difference between me and you is you you have the
1: smart, to say, I'll just cut it loose because I've got time to read it. Me, I just, I just keep stockpiling this stuff.
0: It's the Mike, <laughs> it's the Mike Myers Memorial Library, man. Uh, That's what we'll have at some point. Life- we'll have every comic. single comic ever written. <laughs> if things go right according to plan, you will have every single comic ever ever written in your library, which you can read at your leisure. Right, least.
1: right. And and my wife said it's fear of missing out, but it's not. Because I don't ever read read it on time.
0: Just, yeah. Do yeah, you know you what I mean? Yeah. Fear of just Be, missing.
1: Well, <laughs> th- I mean, there's the people that that fear. I, I got to get on this right away, right? right? I I can listen to a podcast, hear somebody talk about it, and then read it ten years later.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. T- I do like to read comics roughly in the week or two that they're out i try I don't,
1: to, and i'm glad I, I don't because i i would feel like it was more work it, like by it, the way my brain my brain and it uh, the way my brain works it would feel like it's more work if i felt like i had to read it and yeah. then it, it it also would make me more moody because sometimes i come home from work and if i'm like just pissed off i might not want to read a comic book because then i judge it yeah. I might judge it harshly because I'm not in the mood for it, but I feel like I have to read it. So, like, when I read a comic book, I really feel like reading it. Yeah. The downside is you've become extremely far behind.
0: I, I like I, it makes me, it made me pair my reading list because I I discovered that it's that I'm really going to average around three or four comics a day. And to get beyond it, you know, it's really, really tough to ask for much more than that so that keeps me under 30 a week um which makes
1: sense and usually what it what my day is is like sunday morning and all day saturday so i don't know i'm averaging about 30 yeah 25 to 30 so i'm roughly in the same boat it's just that when i get home from work i just I, i i eat dinner because it's like 7 o'clock, and then I decompress with my wife for an hour watching TV, and then I'm gone. Like, I'm, I'm just gone. And yeah. then if I do read something, believe it or not, it's digitally in the, like at 3 or 4 in the morning Right. because I have my iPad there.
0: <laughs> and it, and I'm glad you've discovered the joys of digital.
2: That's exciting. Uh,
1: I, I do like the, the – there's two things I like about digital it works well for travel uh that's that's one the other thing i like about digital is the middle of the night there you're not waking anybody up by turning on a little light or something you just read and uh that that's really a a great option to have if you if you're having trouble sleeping
0: right right i i agree and, but yeah, so I, I, that kind of just limits me to like the number. And, I'm, and i and like, I'm not strict about it. So I, there, I, there's are still things I want to read that I, if I don't get to, I just let them stack up and I read them eventually when there's, when, when there's like a downtime, if there's ever a downtime, because the shit just always comes out. There's always new comics, right? Yeah. So, so, but, but I do have but like... Do you
1: Do you ever find out though that like, you have a pile there, and you you're gonna read it, but you might not be in the mood for superheroes that day. Like, right. just I don't want to read Spider Man today. Yes. I I feel like a Western, but there's nothing in my pile <laughs> right now that has it. <laughs> yeah, well, and- that's why I like the library mentality. But I can just go down to my basement or storage unit and get what I want. But
0: um, and I do that occasionally. That's true. But for the most part, it's either. Do I want to do I want to read a big two, or do I want to read anything else? You know, from my, from indies and image and yeah. stuff like that. So I can always find something that I want to read, and I don't have to read star you know superhero stuff. Yeah, but I also like like to alternate too. I like to go back and forth. So
1: yeah, and there's I probably enough that you get that you can still do that.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and then and some you know, sometimes stuff just stacks up and I wait until I am in the mood for it. So there's a little bit of of you in me, mood reading wise.
3: Yeah.
0: It's exciting, exciting psychoanalysis of reading <laughs> habits. <laughs> uh let's see, we've got Love Everlasting. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I, see, am I haven't too, read a romance comic in a long time and I, I want to.
1: It sounds like a lot like um hawk and hawk girl kind of thing okay all right uh it it should be interesting there's there's some other premises in there that seem interesting and i for the most part i like talk tom king
0: for the most I, part i do too
1: <laughs> like uh i'm not one of those i used to be like his batman would infuriate me but yeah i stopped reading it as it came out and then I digested it in chunks. Yes. Which means I would read like Two six or three. to ten issues. No, oh, six or six ten. To okay. Ten. And then yeah. I I felt like I was very satisfied. Yeah. So I I like to let his stack up because the pace he goes and some of the messages he has they're kind of drawn out. So. Oh my
0: God, kinda. Well, kinda. well, I <laughs> mean,
1: no, but you see, you see, like if you read it, like. In chunks yeah it's more digestible and you don't forget like some of the
0: right and then but there's also the part of me that says this is just pretentious and there's no reason for him to stick so many christmas carol lyrics in this bat batman catwoman book uh yeah thing to it it's just filler and it annoys me i don't want to read any more carols christmas carols
2: um, yeah,
3: you just, he's kind yeah. of a
1: a downer too. Like, uh, if you look at his overall pieces of work, he's got like a uh depression to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's.
1: And I don't know if that goes back to his CIA job and psycho psychoanalysis and oh yeah, uh, what, what it comes to. But if you look at his works, they're they're underlying depressive, you know, depressing.
0: Yeah, I still think his earlier stuff is his best stuff. Um, but I do still enjoy
1: Sheriff of Babylon, or
0: yeah, Sheriff of Babylon. Um, Vision, I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, love, I liked love, Vision
1: a lot. It felt a little different than what he's doing at DC.
0: But you know, I still like I still like stuff that like the Batman stuff he's writing is good. It's just better in chunks. Um, I agree. And so I, I'm. I'll freaking read this human target I thought was good,
1: oh yeah, it's really good, so was supergirl and i i have liked i I thought uh, strange adventures was brilliant i I loved it, yes, but I'm a sucker for adam, you know adam strange i I love that character,
2: yeah,
1: and it was sort of like the deconstruction of that character, but it was really well done, um uh, I loved it. And and I liked his uh, Rorschach a lot. Oh, yeah. That, I li- that I was absolute. That felt like to me, it felt like Alan Moore was reading it with all the underlying messages in it.
0: You know, it, it was a great read. And I read that issue to issue. Um,
1: yeah, and it broke like the fourth wall with like Frank Miller and.
0: Yeah, it had some really good stuff in it.
1: and Like everything. It was amazing.
0: I didn't feel like there was any filler in that. No, oh. I felt like it. Everything was kind of imp- all the words everything, were important. Everything mattered. Yep, yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. But I, I do, I still think it probably would read better in a in a hardcover. But I enjoyed it as it was. Yeah. Okay, Middle Society number five finishes up. I love that Zach Kaplan book. Well, I've only read one, but I loved
2: it. Um, there's actually
1: some I'm caught up on Gunslinger Spawn, King Spawn. There we go. (laughs) Spawn. Uh, That stuff's wonderful. Like, it's really good. And it's all intertwined. And it's all coming out on time. I don't know how he's doing it.
0: He's probably got a stable of writers.
1: Well, he's always been of the image, you know, seven that we were talking about. He was always the one that was sort of coming out regularly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Most of the others were super delayed. Oh, yeah. Old Dog, I'm excited to read this, with Declan Shalvey and Greg Smallwood. That's a great team to me. Um, that also domain. was
1: a Image, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, public Domain, uh, That was, the first issue was great. I'm looking forward to more of those. I haven't read the second issue of that one yet. Rogues Gallery, I haven't read yet. Seven Sons, I haven't read yet. I haven't read the new Shirtless bear fighter yet, but I will. I dropped Silver Coin.
1: I Um, liked that one. At least what I've read.
0: Yeah, I read like the first three and I liked them. But it was like one of those anthologies where I was like, oh, okay. I get it. I don't have to read it. Um, Sins of the Black Flamingo I thought was really good. Um, Skybound Presents After School. I read the first one and liked it a lot. I haven't read anything since. Starhenge I haven't read. Texas Blood I'm current on. I love that book.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Time before time I dropped off all of that. Round 12. I like 12. that one. You still reading it?
1: I'm not caught up, but I yeah. I've read like the first 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, that yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good I just gave up on it. Town card called, called Terror. I think I'm way behind on that one. Let I me mean, read one. <laughs> I like that one. Twig I'm current. I think I read the first 3 of Twig. It's pretty interesting.
1: I stayed off of that one. Um, I, it just looked like a yeah. Jim Henson type thing to me.
0: But, yeah, it's uh, like it's like his other.
1: I've never been in like *Labyrinth* or any of that.
2: So mm-hmm.
0: I, I, it's I like just... *I Hate Fairyland* or *Middle West*. It's basically
3: like that. *A Town Called Terror*. I like that one. Yeah. really mm-hmm. Good.
0: *Unnatural*. Not going to read any more of that. I'm not doing I like
1: it. that one.
0: I like the first one. I didn't read I the like second
1: Marco one. I like Marco and Dolfo. I like a Red Sonia.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's just writing that, too. She's not doing the art, isn't it? Right. Yeah, she's
1: just writing it. seems like she's one of those artists that turns into a writer. You know what I mean? Like
0: Some of like them, Chip yeah. you
1: know, Like Chip Sardowski.
0: Yeah, you just never of know.
1: A, he's more of a writer now than he is an artist, but he was... He started off as an artist.
0: Yeah, that's cool when that happens. And it works. I like that. Walking Dead Deluxe. I'm still in the bag for this book. In its third or fourth iteration that I've read now.
1: I am into... uh, I am getting that. But I didn't have the originals. I think I have from 50 up, but I don't have one through 49.
0: Did you read them in hardcover or?
1: I did the deluxe format. De- yeah. Yeah. It was a good way to read it. It's a great way to know, read it. Yeah. It, Cause great. it's like 12 issues at one shot. Um, two trades in each hardcover.
0: I, as I'm rereading it, I'm way pickier than I was when I read it the first time. Now I'm like, that's a dumb idea. Why did he do that? Or that character, that character wouldn't have acted like that. And cause it's all clouded by the show. Right.
2: <laughs> you know, now that I, the well, show.
1: they're so different that if you're crossing it, it might. It, then I don't think it, it can be confusing. Exactly. Crossing streams. Cause they're, they're different. Which I appreciate. I, I, I like it to be different. I still got to sure. finish that world without a whatever uh, walking dead series i kind of <laughs> i, I kind of liked it cuz it was like uh the kids of it's just roaming
0: <laughs> i really liked the first season and then i haven't finished the second season yet. yeah I, I
1: need to get back on the second one it's like uh, lord of the flies i don't know it's kind of like a bunch of kids that shouldn't be together that are kind of on this this uh trek
0: yeah i was kind of thinking they would go on a little further than they did but you know just two seasons okay yeah the the fine.
1: first season was more of them trying to find the the family right the father yeah yeah but then you have that like the that big bulky sad guy you know that yeah has that crazy past i find him fascinating you have the kid that's really incredibly intelligent, and then the the one that is kind of this brute with a a wrench, right? <laughs> yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like the idea of that kid.
0: Any other image stuff you want to touch on before we move on?
1: Uh, just that trade uh, is it's worth getting the the vampire one. I like that one a lot. Um. I think the art in it and the colors are are really cool. And the whole idea of a vampire making these humans vampires when he's not supposed to, and now he has to hunt down all the vampires he created or they're coming after him. I I, I love that bloodstained teeth. Uh, I like this, that comic book quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's great. That's a really good one. All right, let's head over to CBSI's Hot 10. And the number one is right in your wheelhouse. Spawn number one, the blank San Diego Comic Con variant, one in 1,500. It's a signed Todd McFarlane. Um, let's see, it looks like it's selling for 100, 150 unsigned, 175 to 200 signed. I bet you that'll go up.
2: Yeah.
1: I would love to have a copy of that. I think that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I used to, man, I, ch- I chased exclusives at C2E2 and that is an exhausting enterprise. It's exhausting
1: and it, I I don't like to do it. But I I can see why you'd want to do it because it, it could yeah. it could it could pay for your ticket. I mean, it could pay for some of your hotel and
0: and I'm not saying it wasn't fun. You're lucky. <laughs> it, it, it's it's fun if you get them and then it's really fun if they hit you know, but yeah. I also way more enjoyed hanging out in all the artists' alley and just chit chatting with creators, so yeah, yeah, um, than running from booths and standing in lines, um so I did it once, yeah my con-,
1: con life has changed dramatically, like i I go to cons now, and I'm like they're very little, <laughs> but uh. I like it because it's 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 such a social way to meet friends now. That's like my top priority. I used to schedule everything and now I don't schedule anything. And I'm more comfortable doing it. Like I don't get anxiety or stressed out whether I'm going to get this art by this artist uh to do a commission, if he's going to give it to me by Sunday or say I'll ship it to you and then you have to wait months. I I don't worry about that stuff anymore. So a lot more comfortable.
2: Yeah. Uh, the
0: Mandalorian number one, the Adi Granoff San Diego Comic-Con black and white variant, 140 bucks. Um Quite pretty. It's Rodney Barnes and George Jaunty. Kind of nice.
1: Yeah, if you do both of those, if you waited in line for them, and you'd have be at like $340 right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would take care of your San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con <laughs> ticket, wouldn't it? Yeah um we'd have press passes though so we wouldn't have to pay <laughs> um i've never
1: got a press pass before but
0: uh oh you never have
1: uh i i may have at one baltimore comic con but uh it was such a pain in the ass i would never do it again
0: i didn't have any problem with c2e2 and wizard wizard con yeah,
1: i didn't even try c2e2
0: yeah, sometimes, they're, sometimes they are a hassle, though. And you need to be affiliated with a publisher or something. Yeah. San Diego is probably the one that's be a, that would be a challenge. Uh, Grim number one, uh, the Veronica Fish San Diego Comic-Con variant. This is, this book has surprised me. I didn't think I was going to like it because I think was it was you that mentioned that it was a Carmen ripoff.
1: Well, I say it feels like Carmen, like th- just the under all. Yeah. Arc. There's a
0: lot of similarity there. There's similarity the
1: there, but it, it's it's different enough that yeah. that I'm enjoying it. And plus, it I like I like that after death kind of concept anyway, you mm. know.
0: Uh, here's one that I've I've found in my box and threw up on eBay because uh, it's heating up. Is the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> number one? I found that in my old old long box and said, well, hell. I'll, I'll sell that for forty bucks. Um, so the trailers have dropped, and that's uh, people are getting excited about it. So sell, sell, sell. There you go. Um, at rank five, we've got Space Usagi number one, uh, Peach Momoko gold foil San Diego Comic Con variant, limited to five hundred. This is going for a hundred and twenty-five dollars. A lot of
1: uh, San Diego. In this uh, top
0: ten. Yeah, Yeah. like almost all of it. Uh, Rank six is Amazing Spider-Man. The J. Scott Campbell. San Diego Comic-Con. It's nice. He's done better. But it's going for $150. Um, I think all these come down, right? After people got the initial wave. They don't stay at $150, do they?
1: I've never...
0: Never followed been up. and
1: in the ratio variance like yeah. to uh care um I, I wouldn't mind having them I, I yeah. just
0: not gonna chase
1: yeah and if I was at San Diego I I get very impatient in lines like oh it, god yeah they're like ridiculous and if I waste an hour in a line I'm like well, I could have that could have been time well
0: spent somewhere yep. else yeah so, even flipping uh, through I, long boxes you know <laughs>
1: yeah I, I mean I or eating at the gaslight district. I'd rather yeah, go do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd rather be in panels and cruising the floor and meeting. Like, Artist alleys. Uh, one of my favorite things to do. So, now if I had people,
0: I'd have them wait in the lines and get me the stuff. I just need like assistance. Yeah. That would be cool.
1: Well, your comics for your C4 FAP, you should be able to do that.
0: Interns. Yeah. Interns. I could have global I can have a global network of interns that go to every con representing C4 Fap and get me f- cool stuff. I yeah. love it. I, I think we're on to something. <laughs> At rank seven, we got Harley Quinn, the Suzumayaki San Diego Comic-Con foil variant. Uh, I like her work. Uh, this is a hundred to hundred and twenty-five dollars. I nice. would
1: love to see that and not a picture cuz the foil doesn't yeah ever do justification as a picture yeah, that's like true. you have to see those in person
0: yeah and there she is again at rank 8 uh Catwoman 45 this is a Miyaki 1 in 25 variant this is just oh not a San Diego this is a 1 and just a yeah. regular 1 in 25 um yeah this is beautiful um it's ninety to 100 dollars was would be well worth a one in 25 price at rank nine we have captain marvel 39 the gurry hero san diego comic-con variant um okay
1: shark um the jeff the land shark
0: yep yep um
1: he has his own like infinite comic (laughs) right if you're into digital i
0: i yeah i've sampled some did some infinite comics i i they're okay. I don't get
2: the I have uh,
1: never done it on my phone. Uh maybe that's what they're designed for. Yeah. I've done the, it on my i iPhone and I just find it weird to be scrolling, scrolling down. Yeah it's, yeah, it's weird. It's bizarre.
0: And we have at rank number ten rounding it out. We have the invincible number twelve, the Ryan Otley San Diego Comic Con foil variant limited to two hundred and fifty. Uh this is going for one hundred fifty dollars. It's a reprint. Very strange. Just an old book.
1: That's that the trying. one in two two hundred fifty though.
0: Yeah. There's only
1: two hundred fifty copies in the whole world.
0: But, well, plus the original.
1: And so it's, it's like foil. the second
0: printing, right? Yeah. Or third printing, or whatever. It's out now. Um, we've also got something called More Outrage, the San Diego Comic Con foil variant, limited to a hundred. This is a sketchbook by Frank Cho, uh, selling for $200. And uh, their old, old book in their honorable mention category is Beware Number 9, an A.C. Hollingsworth art piece, an 8.5 clocked in at $3,800. The new Overstreet app may want to get in this century, as it has it listed for $450 in this grade. <laughs> That guy takes his same tack that Kyle does. I I'm
1: guessing <laughs> that looks like a great cover though, like two water skiers behind a, a skeleton that's driving. This, this is a comic
0: that I would have picked up off the rack and been like, oh, I gotta have this, mom, 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 mom. Can I have this please?
1: Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that cover. It's really good.
0: Very, very cool. Uh now it's time to take a look at Final Order Cutoff. This stuff's coming out. Um In a couple of weeks, you get a chance to snag a copy, your final chance to snag a copy. And let's start in DC with um, items that you'll need to secure by the 24th. Um, So we go to our friends at Lunar
3: and take a look at some of the things that uh, are being offered one last time.
0: The new upcoming
1: F, are you on the ones that are? which date uh f- f-
0: 731 724. 724 724
2: wow yeah, yeah so
0: sunday okay uh, uh batman second printing for 125 um i enjoyed it i enjoyed uh chip's new foray into batman again um i don't know if I'm, it was amazing but it was pretty good Um, have you read, are you current with world finest?
1: No, but, um, I will be because uh, we're covering it on DC spotlight. So I have to catch up.
0: Oh, very good. Very good.
1: Yeah. I look forward. I have to do it tonight or tomorrow.
0: (laughs) There's plenty of covers to choose from for issue six. I don't know if it'll be out by the, well, no, you, I guess you're going to read the first five issues.
1: Yep. If that's, what's out. Mm hmm. See, DC is interesting. I've fallen behind, but I buy it all. Like there's right. nothing I don't buy. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna get caught up in that this weekend.
0: Batman the Knight, issue eight. Federico covers pretty interesting. Um, Batman White Knight, Red Hood. Have some cool. The Jim Chung I kind of like. Not sure what's going on with the Simone de Mayo. We're just getting a shot of somebody on a bike. Just a part of them. It's weird. Weird choice.
1: Weird choice, but I freaking love the design on it, to tell yeah. you the truth.
0: <laughs> I mean it's, not it's just
1: awesome. so different. It it's somebody riding a Robin bike. Yeah. And it's a female, it looks like a female leg. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think so, right?
0: Black it's Adam. Looks,
1: Maybe it's Robin. I don't know.
0: It could be. This could be just muscular thighs. That's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not reading Black Adam. I skip that one. But those have some nice looking covers.
1: Why are you skipping? You don't I, like?
0: I just you know cuts had to be made. Ah. Uh, so I so I bailed on Black Adam.
1: He's such a cool character though. He's he's that shade of gray kind of character
0: I, think, I mean christopher priest and i sometimes he works sometimes he doesn't so yeah
1: his style yeah. if you don't like it
0: it's, yeah we're not 100 percent. it's
1: always the same um with those words in the middle and <laughs> yeah. flash back and flash forward and yeah. flash sideways <laughs> yeah you gotta right. be ready for it
0: um uh, there's a Catwoman, 46 this is a Miyake cardstock variant, which she's looking pretty um, seductive on. That might be of interest to folks. Uh, people like the Jeff Decal swimsuit variants, so that Cover C could be hot as well.
1: I like that one.
0: Yeah, it's nice as well. Very
1: cool. Ooh, Tay. I God, I love that woman.
0: Yeah, she's too that's pretty great too.
1: She's. She is one of the nicest women to ever meet. Just pleasurable to talk to.
0: I mean, aren't all women creators pretty awesome, though?
1: No. Some of them that I've absolutely adored have been real not, I I could say, like, they're introvert or they seem really introvert. Oh. And then there's some that are really extrovert. And Tuleluté like is extra extrovert.
0: So who who's the introvert?
1: I'd rather not say, but uh, no, come I've on, let's commi- out em. I've kind of com- I kind of got commissions from them, and it was really hard to get a word out of them. Like you know, I love their work and stuff, but it's they they were heads down kind of I'm working kind of thing, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Dark Crisis, Young Justice, number three. got to read
1: that. I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Yeah, I bounced on that, too.
1: I like the Young Justice. At least Peter David's Young Justice.
0: I haven't given up on DC vs. Vampires, though. I've been enjoying that. All the different iterations. It's been fun.
1: Oh, I do like that. Miss Marvel.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) Leslie lyrics.
1: Mary Marvel. God it looks great.
0: Yeah. And the uh
1: she, she does
3: a cover. lot of uh dynamite covers. Death Rage cover, holy moly. One in fifty? Yeah, they're they're
1: interesting because I supported their Kickstarter, so I already have that issue. But uh if you're into like nineties type artwork, you really dig this
0: Looks like a avatar cover. Hmm. Risqué foil.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of them, but they were kickstarted, so they're this is double dipping for them. Hey, they've that's what they do made, They've already made their money. I I I, uh, I think that if I was a publisher, that's what I would try to do, because you got these people that are willing to spend a lot on kickstarters to support you, and then. You're just making extra money by being a publisher later on, and well,
0: that's reviews. what you should do with the guesser. Yeah. So you need to yeah. Do,
1: oh, I'll do the, I'll do that. I'll do that if I can. Yeah.
0: Um, so you got to kickstart really the feel, guesser, and then you. The, gotta, you I really feel bad about
1: that because it is really almost done, and I just I I guess I feel bad most for Zach, the guy who drew it, because it's not out there. But, but you paid him. Uh, I paid him. I did pay him.
0: So, and I off. paid a
1: colorist to do the cover. I I just.
0: But you said you're gonna do the lettering yourself. Why didn't you well, just hire the lettering done?
1: I don't know. It. I'm already like two grand or twenty five hundred
0: dollars in the hole. So that's like a month of your of your comics. Though. So <laughs> I, I, what does I that
1: might matter? As well just go for it. I don't know. It's just a lot of work. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know if I'd ever do it again.
0: But it's ninety percent done.
1: If I could do my own, like. If I could do my own art and my own lettering and my own like, I I would just like it a lot more. I think if I could control
0: every, but I can't draw worth a damn, <laughs> so. You got twenty five hundred in it, with the art and the coloring. That's not bad. Yeah, it's twenty page 20.
1: book. I I think it's twenty two.
0: Twenty two pages. Okay. It's called the Guesser. What's What's the What's the little Give me the elevator pitch.
1: Oh, I don't want to yet.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right. (laughs)
1: But uh, if you, it's the elevator pitch is the guy who lost. You don't have to
0: spoil it. We okay, that's good enough. We won't spoil it. (laughs) We'll wait till it gets on Kickstarter, and then we'll then we'll we'll advertise the hell out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I so
1: that, a, that I, I, I'm probably going to say like minimal uh, target is like five hundred dollars because I think I could hit that.
0: But <laughs> well, you can't yeah. afford to print it for five hundred dollars now. That's oh, yeah.
1: Problem. I haven't even thought of that, but I don't care. I, I guess this is the point where like if I if, if making comics was my life, I would care. Right. But this just is just to like you want this is. Yeah, I just want to do it and say I've done it.
0: Now, and is Bill's is Bill's done
1: bills farther. Yeah, he's farther. Is he on Kickstarter yet? No. He's he's gone through the art, he's gone through the lettering. He has the cover, he has the logo. I think all he needs to do is put it together and uh find a printer. And and find a printer. Yeah, I think I think that's all he has and and then to do all the Kickstarter work behind it.
0: Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna kickstart at the same time? No. Okay. He'll
1: probably he'll probably hit before me just because I'm lazy.
0: He's a little further ahead. And I
1: procrastinate. He's done other stuff before, like his web comic he did with his son. So he has stuff in his print in print. And he did a movie like he he's written like a, a short movie before. So he's. He's got some stuff out there so I I have more faith in him getting <laughs> something out than myself, yeah.
0: I think it'll be awesome though when you get when you get it done just to say I not only do I I love comics so much I actually made my own Yeah, and that's sold 2000 uh, copies. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, I'll probably sell like a 100 just to family, like just in <laughs> because I don't know, man. my family my family knows that I this is what this is my life, you know? Right. And the fact that I did something, they would, they would support the hell out of it.
0: Remind me who the artist was. Can you tell me that again? His name
1: is Zach Bassett.
0: Zach Bassett. He
1: does, he works for Cosmic Times a lot. Oh, okay. And he, yeah. it, I post a lot of my commissions out there. He's done a lot of them. Like if it's like the Freedom Fighters or uh, Shadow Pact, he, he's done like, he did my Watchmen piece, which is like brilliant because it's like has Rorschach in the middle and half of him's Rorschach and half of him's the question. And then you have like Captain Adam and Dr. Manhattan on the opposite sides of each other. And you know, just all the the different Charlton characters in the Watchmen uh mashups. It's pretty neat.
0: Uh yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about it. I want you to hire a damn letter Get Chris Eliopoulos to to letter the damn thing, <laughs> and um, let's let's go. I want to I want to get my copy pre-ordered.
1: Yeah, I I I look. I should get off my ass. Me and Bill keep talking about it, but it, the the whole concept of it was basically a podcast. I made up two comics: the guesser and first and ah, and uh, he came up with the liquor. So uh, yeah.
0: This, this sprung forth from a conversation. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a podcast. So, and then it kind of became reality. And then I just, if I ever get like a week or two off, I think it'll get done. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, do you write like full script, like panel one, page one, panel one? The the guesser is standing on a mountain top, looking down I, upon.
1: It's a it's a very interesting script. If you're I might put that in his back matter if if I can afford it. But yeah.
2: uh,
1: I More started off like I started off with like an Alan Moore type style, which is very detailed. If you've ever seen an
0: Alan Moore script, right? Exactly.
1: Uh, and then it turned into a Stan Lee
0: Marvel method. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> like so it,
1: it's it's kind of fun because i played with that
0: that's so, awesome
1: so like there's like hyper detailed and then it turns into like
0: these zach two to, guys fight do whatever you want you
1: know, well <laughs> yeah it, i let zach cut loose on the fight scene
2: like <laughs> i just said
1: this is what i want like I, I i i want the fight to go like this and i want this and this and then he he controlled the rest yeah
2: yeah
0: i want i want one of the stretch goals to be a cheer wine stained <laughs> <That's easy. laughs> issue with your with your smudge signature oh so, yeah it'll <laughs> have
1: a cheer wine ring on it you know yeah yeah that would be <laughs> perfect
2: <laughs> yeah
0: Let's see if Lunar has anything else for us. I'm I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I think it'll be fun. And then I, then you can pitch it as a one shot and get it in um Diamond in previews. That'd be so cool.
1: Yeah, I I I'll try I'll try to do that. But uh, I'll be happy if I can make
0: break even. If
1: I, no, I don't even think that's possible. But <laughs> I I think I I think I'll if I could hit like. 500 or a thousand because I, I don't think I'm going to have like a hundred tiers and I'm not going to buy stickers and yeah have all this crazy shit.
0: Digital copies print copies, yeah. signed copies boom.
1: <laughs> yeah it's going to be simple but uh, so so it, being simple is also harder to hit a big number. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah that's so,
0: true. Yeah. Hey you could give away some of those spawn number ones that you got
2: the stretch that's goal. True.
1: That, that's true.
2: <laughs> if you buy this
1: level, you get a spawn number one.
2: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Because <laughs> those
1: are hot now. Exactly. There's a Miss Meow second printing. That's that same company that's doing Death Rage. Okay, okay. Has and they a, and they kickstarted it first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
3: love that Derek Chu. And Tony they're Quinn.
1: expensive kickstarters, man. They're like. 20 dollars to like just to get the book
0: yeah and, and like you said you know i know shipping and handling is a bear and printing's a bear now but it's tough to justify spending that much for a single comic right
3: yeah
0: and you're probably gonna have to do the same thing right you're you're probably gonna be over 10 bucks aren't you
3: yeah i'm not
1: gonna lose money on shipping because i'm gonna yeah. buy the mailers and do you know what i mean? I'm not going to go cheap on the shipping because I don't want my comics to be damaged because I I hate these guys that do media mail in an envelope. And then you get it like a Kickstarter and you spent, I don't know, 10 to 15 bucks and it's all dented and looks like the mailman ran over it twice. (laughs) I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Santo sisters, I haven't read my copy yet, but it looks awesome.
3: You um current on Nightwing? Uh, no, I'm not. So good. You can get the
1: Nicola Scott bathing suit there.
0: Well, yeah, it's the only one I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. I just lay on it.
1: He's got some serious abs, I'll tell that, you that.
0: That's like a twelve
1: pack? That's like a twelve pack. Yeah. Jesus
0: Christ, I didn't know they existed.
1: <laughs> I, I I've seen Nicola Scott tweet about him, you know, so this is probably like I'll do that cover. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. He's
1: a Nightwing fan.
0: Sandman number one, Facsimile edition, which is perfect because I sold my original copy. So that'll fit right into the collection lovely. Perfectly. yeah.
1: I still got my original. Playthings. That was a scary, scary thing. If you don't like uh, scary toys, it's pretty frightening.
0: Hey, Human Targets back. We were just talking yeah, about this. Yeah,
1: one shot. It's a break between the the issues one through six, and then he's gonna do seven through twelve.
2: Oh after nice. This,
0: yeah. I I liked it. I mean, I like the world. I like the characters a lot. Um, hope he didn't yeah, die. And
1: he's, <laughs> he's one of those characters that, you know, started off as a backup and uh really made it in TV because he's had the Rick Springfield's Human Target mini series and then he had the the Fox show which was excellent. Yeah. It had the guy that was in Rorschach playing one of the characters and it was it was a really good show.
3: The yes. tragedy of Macbeth. Who's I the publisher that? on this one? Oh that's strange, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, five ninety
0: nine. And this is public domain, right? You don't have to pay crap for this.
1: Yeah, I think it's, this looks like a Cloverfield book, but, and the fact that they have Terry and the Pirates, I bet you it is Cloverfield. I, I just can't zoom in on the, the graphic. Because Terry and the Pirates is Cloverfield, so I bet you, uh, these guys not only have Scout and some of the others, I bet you they have Cloverfield.
0: Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. But I, I mean I don't know if they're not if they're not exclusive or not. It might be in diamond as well.
3: We'll have to see if it's over there. Let's look right now if you're done in lunar
0: go yep. over go over to the final orders for July 25th. So those were for the 24th. These are due on the 25th. This is Image and the rest. We've got 20th Century Men, number one.
3: It's an extra long first issue by Denise Camps or Dennis Camp. Only three ninety nine, but it's a MacBook. I don't like MacBooks. I didn't
1: used to, and now I do. Really? Ka- Kaiju and Mac, yeah. I yeah. didn't used to... Didn't used to be a fan, and uh, now you, now in my evolved. old age. You've evolved. You've evolved. One of those like GI Joe things and Ninja Turtles.
0: Oh, getting a crossover 3D special. Hate that it's nine dollars, but I'm still gonna probably want to read it.
1: Bloodstained teeth five. Yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Really good, cool concept.
1: Do a power bomb. I'm looking forward to reading. I think yeah. we'll cover that on Geek Brunch if I could get Bill to
0: agree to it. It was a good one. First one. I enjoyed it.
1: He's a big wrestling fan, so
0: Oh, he'll like it for sure then.
1: He doesn't watch wrestling, but he watches all the documentaries about wrestling. <laughs> I love Bill. He he's such a unique dude. I God.
0: Yeah, he's he's awesome. I like I yeah, I, I love hearing you guys talk. For four hours every other <laughs> week <laughs>
1: Really that show Is four hours because we like to Talk to each other <laughs> Or else I'd cut it Cut it quick But uh, Sp- Gunslinger Spawn I, This this is my Favorite Spawn book Because it's western yeah, It's a western character in Contemporary times but it, It's really good and Brett Booth's art has never looked better. It looks incredible. His layouts are amazing. Plus, this, this, it's the only it's the only uh, Spawn book that Todd McFarlane is writing. So, oh, really? Yeah, he's just a consultant dialogue on the rest of them.
0: Of the cover artist for this one is Puppeteer Lee. That's the guy's name. Puppeteer Lee.
1: That's a cool uh, name. That is. He's not only an artist, but he's a puppeteer.
0: Yeah. The, if the art thing doesn't work out. Speaking
1: of uh, Spawn and all the great 90s image, there's The Last Shadowhawk. Right. Looking forward to that. I just wish that Valentino was more involved with it. But he's not unfortunately
0: i have a i believe i have a signed shadow hawk number 1 from valentino somewhere
1: that's think, it's cool yeah you should put that up for sale so i can buy it <laughs>
0: i might <laughs> i might i might gift that to you would <laughs> it probably it'd probably have a better home with you than it would with me you, you would appreciate it more oh, i know I, you'd I, never you, sell the damn thing
1: cuz uh He was Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, doing that book before he, on Marvel, before he he came over to uh, do Shadowhawk. Yeah. And Shadowhawk is awesome because he was like this violent vigilante that was breaking people's backs. And he had the AIDS virus. I mean, kind of like the Spectre book back in the day when AIDS was a very scary
0: uh, disease, you know. Yeah, I didn't remember that.
1: Uh, Shadow Hawk, he's really cool. Newburn is really good, and that's a trade paperback.
0: I loved it. I love Newburn a lot. It's really great. I mean, I'm in the bag for any noir books. Like, I, yeah, I love them all. So, it's like ni- It's my '90s image. <laughs> <laughs> Anything
3: crime noir, I'm like, oh yeah, drool. Yeah, fourth issue of Grimm. I really like it. Really like it. I'm surprised.
1: I got to meet Stephanie Phillips. She's in an aftershock uh, panel. Really. C two e two. Yeah, it was a really good panel. We had I, one of my questions was <laughs> I asked the aftershock panel um, what their favorite candy bar ingredient was, and me and Bill were having this argument like. Big time before eating pizza, uh, we, uh, whether nougat was going to show up on people's uh, <laughs> top. I said Nobody's no, going sl- to Nobody's, nobody's going to pick nougat, and uh, sure enough, two of the people in the panel picked nougat, and I'm like,
0: "Damn it!" <laughs> Just to be, because it's a funny sounding word, I think.
2: Yeah, I nobody know, really likes
0: nougat it. Nobody really knows what nougat is or likes it. <laughs>
3: Tell it's Bill, you, a, you should it's have in
1: won. a lot of candy bars, but I don't know a lot of people that call that out as their favorite <sighs> ingredient. Right. Because I asked the favorite ingredient and chocolates included. Yes. I, I mean, it just. If it's it not chocolate or
0: peanut you. butter, I mean, you're not even trying.
1: One of the things I tell Bill is he's very pretentious. So it's like you just pick that because <laughs> you're being pretentious.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: And it it was a fun question because they all got into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're probably sick of hearing about comic
1: uh, questions uh, comic, all day, right?
3: Comic questions, yeah. So IDW probably. is IDW
0: lo- losing? They're losing Star Wars, or they've lost Star Wars?
1: Already? They already lost Star Wars. Their Star Wars is a dark horse. Okay.
0: So well, good for Dark Horse, at least. They got something back.
1: I don't know what Disney's doing, because I just saw from San Diego Comic-Con that Dynamite got some Disney properties, like Gargoyles. So, like, I don't know if Dynamite's going to start publishing some Disney books.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know if, like, Dark Horse is just the Star Wars license,
0: maybe, I guess. So IDW What's is, going on like, with Conan. Like, Conan is...
1: Conan's going back to the original, the people who own it. And the reason but, they can get away with doing Savage um, Savage Avengers is because he's public domain, but because the Hiberi- Hyperion age or whatever the heck it is, yeah. like when he was king and when he was doing certain things, they cannot publish it for that time period because that stuff is not in public domain yet. So there's some stories that they can't touch, but if they have like Conan with a bunch of superheroes, that's something brand new. Like they, there's nothing to protect it. So the lawyers are going to let that go, you know? Wow.
0: Yeah. Leave it to Disney lawyers to out Fox, um, paying royalties.
1: Oh, blaze is doing it too. I mean, they call their book Sumerian. So Yeah. They might go by different rules because it's overseas, but I don't think the publisher is overseas. I think the book was done overseas.
3: Yeah, corporate law. I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, Down at Marvel, we've got
0: All Out Avengers number one. Oh, that's a poster. Forget it. Um, We've got Amazing Spider-Man number eight. This new iteration of Spider-Man, I'm enjoying it a lot.
3: Really Me too. School. I am
1: a uh, I'm a JRJR nut though. So Yeah, and I like I like the idea of crime too, like with Tombstone and the Rose and
0: Tombstone like, is a great ro- rogue. He's really great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I, I I I I'm not caught up, but I read issue 3 where Tombstone was like beating the crap out of him <laughs> the whole issue. But uh yeah, I'm enjoying
0: that book. And the the, the people that hate jr jr i don't understand it i mean i can understand you you see this face and it doesn't look like you think a face should look in 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 comics i get it but it's still it's good art still it's just a different style i think
1: it goes i think it goes back to uh the discussion we had if if you're into anatomy like full Uh, anatomy rendering he breaks the rules but so did jack kirby so like I think his layouts are like some of the most dynamic Jack Kirby layouts and the way Jack Kirby would like lay a punch or you, you know, just show yeah. something, look 3D and dynamic. I, I think he's coming from like that Jack Kirby school. And that's why I like I I love his art is is mostly the layouts that he does to tell a, a story. Even if it's talking heads, I think he does it well. So i i just like i love his
0: stuff yeah I, I, it doesn't bother me at all that he's has a style that's different i think it's okay yeah but i mean i you know i've read matt kent's book with his his art's very stylistic and yeah and, you and know, you've read
1: like hit hit girl and kick ass and
0: yeah so there's lots of like stylistic people i don't mind
1: but you can go back to, like, his X-Men, like, when he first was breaking in right after his father, and he was more atomically correct, you know, with anatomy. Yeah. He was more in the house style. He he. I think right, right now he's in his own style. Like, he, he's drawing the way he wants to at the pace he wants to. Right. And I, I like that because it's more natural.
0: We've got damage control. Um Oh, they've, they've had a four-issue series before, right? Miniseries. Oh, they've had a couple series. They've had a couple. Yeah. And um, they
1: were in Miss Marvel.
0: And they, yeah. That, it was very a very
1: aggressive type version of them.
0: Not the heroes of the story, for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: But, you know, they got Moon Knight on the cover, so I've got to check this out, whether I was going to or not. now I'm going to have to.
1: If you're a fan of the Goldbergs you want to check it out. It's it's Adam Goldberg <laughs> writing it.
0: Yeah, Adam F, right? He's
1: uh he's great too. He's done a lot of Xenoscope work and me and Bill love his stuff at Zenoscope. So okay. All
3: right. He's he's a proven commodity in in our eyes for sure. Another, Another Defenders. Yeah. The Fortnite. I like to open those up
1: so I could send my nephew the codes because he gets so happy with them.
0: Oh, yeah. Free skins, man.
1: Uh, he doesn't care about the comic book. I tried to put him. I was on vacation once with him, and I was trying to read him the DC Fortnite. And then he's like, are we done yet? Can I get the code? <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was like pure torture until he actually had the code.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I remember I tried that with my daughter. I got her <laughs> the Snot Girl graphic novel when, when they collected yeah. those, those first six issues. And I was like, I think you'll like this. You know, it's got a lot of fashion in it. It's about fashion and yeah. this girl and she's, you know, kind of. That book is young.
1: dripping out of her nose. Yeah, but, you know,
0: <laughs> she, and she's like, Dad, I don't, I don't want to read this. I'm like, all right, I tried. Forget it.
1: Yeah, I gave up. I I didn't think it would be that hard. I
3: thought I would get him into it because it had all the Fortnite characters, but it didn't work. Yeah. So, anything else in Marvel? I am
0: glancing at some of the Star Wars stuff to see if anything pops out at me. Super hot. No, I don't think so.
1: They're all first appearances. It's they're all
0: hot. Yeah, yeah. just buy them. First
1: appearances, somebody in the background. So just buy them all.
0: Buy them all. Stick them in a box. <laughs> How about One the boys? You've been watching the boys. You current?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Come on, I'm on almost... Me and
1: Barb, me and Barb have it on the queue. We were watching Old Man on Hulu. She,
0: she okay with like gross? Oh yeah. Risky, risque stuff. Because it, yeah. it it pushes the envelope.
1: She's all into that kind of stuff. I mean, we watch Spartacus and the you know the stars Spartacus. She's
0: I not seen that
1: She's seen Oz on HBO for Christ's sake, and if
2: you can watch that, you that's watch true. Anybody. That's true. Yeah, if you're okay with <laughs> if you're okay
0: with that, then that's fine. Yeah, it, but it's like I I don't watch it with my wife. I'm just like I can't explain what he's doing with that octopus uh, i don't
1: need to of. explain because she's been she's she knows a lot about comic books even if she's not willing to admit it i could yeah. i could i could put at least i think 50 percent of the marvel and dc characters in front of her and she could name
0: them yeah i would be at like one percent
1: <laughs> she'd be hard pressed to know you know certain things but she sees statues all over the house. She knows right. what's going on.
0: Lady Hell number one. What is this?
1: Yeah, that one's got some uh brilliant covers there.
3: Eric Burnham. I like him.
1: Perillo is the color I the cover I always get. Cause I'm all in on dynamite. I, I just love their catalog. And their interiors have really improved lately. They used to have like sort of like house artists that just got the job done. And then they'd have good writers, like well-named writers you you would see on the Dynamite books. But the interiors were kind of generic, kind of like a a Zenoscope interior. Like they spent all their money on the covers. And uh, they've been really good lately, like extremely good interiors.
0: And you know what? That's one of those things where I just do not have a hole in my reading to to add those.
1: Yeah, they're acquired taste, though. You I don't know, know if yeah. you they I don't know if you would dig them. because um, Red Sonja is Red Sonja. like right.
0: And I've, not, I've, I've enjoyed, I've well, enjoyed Mark Red Sonja Russell,
1: Now, I, I, I would say that you would have loved Mark Russell's Red I read Sonja. all that. I read all that. Oh, yeah. that was oh, his, that was yeah. good stuff. Because cause he had not only, like, your classic Red Sonja story from beginning to end, but he had all these underlying themes that I just love. Like, that are just, you know, telling a story at so many other levels. Because <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. he does. Yeah, that's what he, <laughs> he, he
0: I got I'm all in on whatever Mark Russell does. So he's my he's,
1: favorite creator He's uh, p- period right now. And, and the reason is I, I can see how he could be um, if you're on the other side of the fence, politics. Yeah. yeah. He's on my side. So like I get so much out of it, but he explores like the other side in other ways to make you think about it. And it's sort of in a well-rounded way. So I actually think when I read one of his comics, I have to process it. Like I put it down and I like get like seven or eight messages. And it's like one of those things that I was like, God, I want to talk to somebody about this. Like I I, I don't digest. It takes me like 24 hours to digest one of his books like fully. And I can't say that for every five minute, 10 minute book.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think Billionaire Island was just like I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're
1: yeah. Oh, that's it's us. Like so we're... Many levels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: we're we're the, on the hamster wheel. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, I I adore
0: him. He's great. This Forever Forward looks really good. Um it's Zach Kaplan. I really like Zach Kaplan a lot. He's one of those guys that you meet at a con and you're just like, man, what a, what a cool dude. Really Didn't he work him. a lot
1: with, uh, Lonnie Nadler. Didn't they used to be a team?
0: Maybe that sounds, that sounds right. He did. And um, they're both good. He did eclipse, which I really liked. Um, he's doing that metal society. He did, um, another robot futuristic thing. It yeah. was really good. Um, <laughs> So
1: I like I like uh, I
0: like him. He does a lot of sci-fi stuff. I I I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like his uh, level of storytelling. They're pretty in-depth too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of like I need to digest kind of stories.
0: And he's he's kind of like Charles Soule too. A lot of high concept, throws some ideas out there, does five six issues, sees if it catches fire. If not, moves on, comes up with another one the type that's the like if i was ever in the position where I wasn't having to work just for my supper you know uh that'd be the kind of creator i'd want to be is you know try it do three or four issues see what if it resonates with anybody if not try something else you know don't milk that thing forever These Frank Frazetta death dealers, I believe, are like the oh, children. Oh, God, of, I
3: love
1: that book.
0: Or the grandchildren, maybe, of Frank Frazetta that are involved in this. So there's some connection to the family there.
1: Yeah, I I, I dig this book so much. Like, really? artistically, it's, it's brilliant. Yes. I like, like the it art. It I... amazing, but it's such a good, like story too like i i really like what opus comics is doing like i'm i've read three of their titles and i i really like what they're doing even though most of their titles are music based yeah um i'm really digging it even if i don't like the
3: music (laughs) oh jimmy's little bastard's Jimmy's bastard is back with a spin-off.
0: That was a good book by Aftershock. Horror
1: Comics has been brilliant lately from Who an, is it? Uh, Antar- Antarctic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just that's a great anthology. They, they they they're getting a lot of weird um like European comics like the there's a Dracula western going on right now in horror <laughs> comics. Cool. It is so it is so good. And it is black and white, and it looks the art is amazing in it. I really like horror comics a lot. I like them all. The theme comics, planet comics, exciting comics, yeah jungle comics. There's another jungle comics. It's like the I'm old suck-
0: school uh you know genre comics that were on the spinner racks, man. You know?
1: Yep, that's what they're based on. And it, it's an interesting paradigm too, because um, at least in exciting comics, they advertise like, if you want to be in this book, you can make a submission kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's it's pretty cool, and uh, exciting is kind of like their superheroes. Planet Comics is obviously their sci-fi, horror is horror, and jungles, jungle. But uh, they're all really well done, and there's not too many jungle comics out there. But it, it is really good, and most of my jungle uh things come from kickstarters because there's a lot of kickstarters with jungle jungle people really uh, that's how i that's how i have to get my fix
0: (laughs) (laughs) can't just have one now i don't know if you've read You're. i think you're all in on awa right yes awa yeah the new thing uh the first issue was um it's like it's like an anthology examination of uh technology yeah uh, in our culture and the first one was all about uh phones iphones or well smartphones and Should it be was
1: interesting because it it rules the
0: a lot of people's lives it, yeah, it was
2: so <laughs>
0: so smart and well written and um it's like when you like you were talking about mark russell and you're like yeah. you put it you put it down you're like oh man that was deep that was yeah, good. I
1: like to read. I, I like to read those kind of stories on Saturday morning when,
0: like, my mind
1: is like fresh.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: then, like, right before bed, I'll throw in some dynamite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I can just look at the pictures. Yeah.
1: I, I do want to point out uh, Man Goat and Bunny Man. This is, this is an awesome comic book, uh, from Zenoscope, and they have this.
2: I foc variant
1: it. the green eggs and blam yeah uh which is an off take of the dr seuss covers so yeah that's an incentive but it's probably obtainable because it's a one in
0: ten yeah uh ten bucks uh, that's not bad for one in ten and you'll double your money because the last one did yeah i can't believe dr seuss covers are still being homaged but
1: yeah, you guys were talking about that. It was great to hear from Eric, by the way, because, man, I haven't talked to Eric in. Whew, it's been a long, it's been a year. We we talked to, I talked to him the last time I talked to him. He had the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just checking on him during the week, you know, how's it going? Are you feeling any better? And and then I, as soon as I listened to your episode, I, I was just like texting him, just See, hey, I just wanted to catch up. How are you doing? Kind of thing.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. We had we were talking, we we're like, God, When's the last time we talked? It's been a long time, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was it's nice to catch lot. up. And I'll talk to him again next week,
1: yeah. There you go. Uh, Planet Comics, uh, has a I, I really wish I could, uh. Drop the extra five bucks and get the Plan Nine from Outer Space cover B yeah. because I'm such a a fan of Ed Wood and his crappy movies.
2: Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense to me.
0: That that that's on brand for you that you yeah. would like those those movies. Now, are these all these like um, Antarctic genre comics? Are they a continuing story? Are they tiny stories that are like continued in each issue, or are they just stand alone one? one story and then it goes away and there's another story.
1: They're, they're different. Uh, Exciting comics is like a anthology of four stories okay. and they're all rotating. So it's almost like heavy metal. Like you might be part two in one story and part yeah. one in another story. And so that one's more anthology. So it's a little harder to like jump into Yeah. horror, horror comics is kind of like a three issue arc of something. So so there'll be like three issues that focus on Dracula Western and then one issue that focuses on like horror alice in wonderland. Yeah. But they're they're more like a a three issue arc so you can jump in every third issue or whatever. Yeah. Uh Jungle Comics is it depends <laughs> it's it, sometimes an anthology sometimes not planet comics is an anthology so it's it's like three four stories so horse horror, horror comics is the only one that kind of breaks the mold
0: gotcha yeah very cool i'm gonna check them out it sounds that uh, sounds right up my alley it's a horror yeah sure. it just
1: might be you gotta catch the right if you're gonna try it catch you know just read the preview and see where it's at yeah see see if it's a jumping on point uh, Red Man, <laughs> I, I know you don't like your giant mech, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: all,
1: all I can say is this guy who did it uh, is incredible with art. I mean, he he was phenomenal drawing this book. His name is Matt Frank, and uh, he's a whole like his love is Ultraman and Red okay. Man and all this stuff. So he's drawing. From passion, so it, this is this is really good if you're into
3: that stuff. Okay. It does look good. I like I like the look of it. West now, of ha-
1: Sundown was hot at once.
3: I don't yeah. know if it still
0: is. Have you um, have you selected something that is your FOC uh, spec pick of the week? Uh. Duh,
1: duh, 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 duh. I'm torn between two of them, but uh,
3: I think I'm going with uh, GI Joe: A Real American Hero
1: 297. Okay. What 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 you'll find out is they're about to hit 300 and lose the license. 300 will be overprinted because it's a milestone issue. But the issues right before it, 297, 298, they're going to be low, low, low print run, and GI Joe has a high following. And if you ever look at the cost of penultimate issues and you're right, they they really you spend a lot on issues one and couple, and then the the end of the series because the print run is so low. And this is getting to that point.
0: You're going to go with that cover B with that big group shot, right?
1: Yeah.
2: That is pretty. No,
1: I'm going with cover A because cover A is, in my eyes, the way to go.
2: You're nuts. <laughs> You're
0: nuts.
1: Because, plus, I'm a fan of uh, the artist. Like, I know him as a friend. S.L. yeah Shannon, Shannon Gallant. Yeah, Shannon. Uh, he's, he's an amazing dude. Very cool. That's a dude I can talk to at a con for hours. Because he's from my generation and we could talk about Aaron Gray and the Bionic Woman and Linda Carter for, <laughs> for
2: days. <laughs> okay. I got
0: I gotta just I gotta decide between uh cat catwoman and a New Zach Kaplan. I think I'll go with the New Zach Kaplan uh forever forward. Tough one. That was a tough one. What was your What was your other one that you were flip flopping on? Um, it,
1: it's a big investment, but it's the uh, the Wonder Woman Volume Five Golden Age. Oh, those books are very low print run, especially once you get past issue one, and after you wait about five uh, five years. They're about double, so like if you invest a hundred dollars, you're gonna get two hundred dollars at a minimum. Yeah. So.
0: It's like artist editions, IDW artist editions, man, you know. Yeah. You might as well buy those at one twenty five, because they'll be out of print and they'll be two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars. Yep. If, if you got the space for giant <laughs> books to store somewhere.
1: Yeah, and in terms of the Wonder Woman Golden Age, like. Who's going to be able to afford that? You know, so yeah. like, yeah, they're going to want collected editions. If somebody's reading, and sometimes the number one is easy to get, like the volume one, and then those get reprinted. But then you have to worry about volume two, three, and five. And the higher you get up there, the higher the risk that it will never be reprinted.
2: Yeah,
0: it, yeah, it's 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 all the Perez stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably awesome. I know I've read some of this. I have no, not the some.
1: not the Perez stuff. This is Golden Age. Oh, the, the Perez stuff. The Perez stuff is a uh, it it will you might get a lot for volume one, but the fact of the matter that it's Perez is we'll he'll it this this they'll keep it in print. This is already the second volume. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, cause I already own the first one, oh. and the fact that he's like kind of like a legend.
0: Yeah,
1: they're gonna reprint his Titans, his Wonder Woman, his Crisis on Infinite Earth over and over again.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Now, mm. if it's if it's Wonder Woman, George Perez Volume Two, then you you you'd be at risk of not getting a second print. That's when you have to start watching out as the number increases. That's how you invest in hardcovers.
0: And which is it and that's that's a big roll of the dice over a $2 brick pre-order of a comic. Yes, yeah, that's a $50, $60 roll roll of the dice on that. Well, some of those aren't even discounted that much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well the, the
1: omnibuses though are discounted pretty high. Yeah. Uh we're talking at least six uh fifty percent off yeah. or forty percent off.
0: I I'm thinking of like um, IDW's um artist editions.
1: Artist editions like ten percent or fifteen yeah. percent. Yeah. Because their return the store's return on investment isn't a lot.
0: Yeah, or they're, they they help. They're always like, please inquire on the pricing. Yeah. Like, oh Jesus, that's never good.
1: They're so big, though. Good they're lord, so they're hard to store.
0: I can't even imagine where I'd put mine.
1: I have the Kirby ones, and they're they're um they're huge.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet. And you know, that's back in the day, man. When they're they're probably you probably see blue lines and tape and all kinds of cool stuff on those. Yeah, writing babies. on the
1: sides, yeah. all kinds of stuff, yeah. That's fantastic.
0: All right, let's go take a look at uh cover prices top 10 and runners up. Um as the guest, would you like to take the top 10?
1: Uh sure. All right. I just have to pull it up on my phone. All right, starting at 10, we got 8 Billion Genies number 1. No surprise the super mario homage so if you're a super that. mario fan that you'd probably want that but that's uh limited to 500 so it probably was expensive yeah but uh it's wow it's 400 raw that's pretty that, high
0: that's pretty high
1: but the there's your your fmv term there that you love so much <sighs> i hate it I, I thought you loved it.
0: No, no, I know. I, I, I know it's hard I to read. I thought you me. came
1: up with that term. I thought these were your friends at. Uh, these are your your friends at CoverPrice.com.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't tell, say it anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a GI Joe, a real American hero, two ninety five, John royal cover. Um, retailer incentive. So these are the one in tens. Yeah. And uh this one's going for what, fifty bucks for a raw copy. Probably a good return on investment, being it's only a one in ten. Twelve copy. I always wonder this though. Uh I don't know if you ever wonder this because you're you, you do cross the line into speculation. I don't. But <laughs> I always wonder because I, I follow the this this forum or whatever on facebook Mm -hmm. and i i'm wondering if the speculator is driving the cost of these things because i I saw this guy with he posted well did i hit good and he posted like 80 copies of 8 billion genies so is he the guy that's driving the number up on ebay do you see what i'm saying right is he is he the individual that's like stockpiling these Uh, waiting for the movie to come out and it's making it hot and it's just one dude it's not everybody.
0: and and you know he didn't pre-order 80 copies so he he scammed 80 copies from various stores around and websites
1: maybe possibly
0: possibly
1: let's say if he got an 8 billion genies for I don't know 15 bucks he figures he can make that 30 bucks when that thing's released on Amazon, right? Like right before when there's actors associated with it, he's gonna double his money, and he's got 20 of those copies. <laughs> That's a or, lot of money.
0: Or, or does he go to like Midtown and say, "I want 80 copies of Eight Billion Genie, Genies" before and before they realize that what they have?
1: That could be, but you have to you have to be quick on the draw before. Stores that big know something's going on,
0: right? Like if you if you do that with Mile High, they just won't fill your order. Yeah, they say they lost it.
1: And, and <laughs> th- those those big stores and even a lot of these uh, little stores, they're savvy on that. They're following this thread, and they watch the YouTube videos to to yeah. know what's driving it. So they know kind of if they're smart, like what to pull out of their back issue boxes or. Yeah. Pull off their shelf and put it. I told you what
0: our I told you what our LLCs does. They yeah. They don't price their back issues anymore. You just bring them up and they look them up on eBay. <laughs> which I'm just like, you can keep it, dude. If yeah, if if you, if you can't, I could go bo- to eBay and do that. <laughs> if you can't be bothered to run your shop, you can f the hell off because I'll you, you, no that's not how you run a, that's not how you run a, a retail store like starbucks doesn't say wait let me check see what the cost of coffee beans are in costa rica right now no they have a price right there on the board that tells you how much it is so up, up, up that, that stuff drives me crazy
1: <laughs> it happens pretty frequently <clears throat> I just wish I would have gotten my Gwen pool first. I mean, uh, spider Gwen. <laughs> no for, kidding. For, for $7. Uh, right? Instead of what it is now.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, I have, I have so many sad, sad stories of things that I passed on and regretted, but it, still, still I've, I've done enough, got enough stuff. I'm
1: fine. Yeah. Plus it helps pay for what you spend, I guess. Yeah. So if, I mean if, if your goal is like
3: break even Aaron
1: Myers is to if he can fund his hobby by selling his stuff, then that's a, you know, if he could break even, that's good.
0: No, he's much better at he's not breaking even, he's making money. Yeah. He's much better at it than he's I am. He's going
1: to those estate sales and uh weird hotel rooms to get his books though. Yeah. So he's risking his life at the same time. Does he have uh, a real
0: job, or does he? Is this all yes, he has? Yes.
1: Yes. I think he's. I think he's a uh, IT specialist
3: at a university. If I have to guess. Probably works from home a lot. Star
1: Wars Darth Vader number twenty. Chris Sprouse Lucasfilm fiftieth an- anniversary. Uh why is this hot? Is it the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian number two, this is the cover appearance is being picked up again. So this is hot. Marvel up. put Din Dijin and uh Grogu on the cover, so that's what's driving it.
2: Okay,
0: yeah. So this is, and that's
1: large. a high sale of a hundred bucks for a CGS. How do people get these graded so fast? I just, I, I hear horror stories from timelines of grading stuff, and
0: you got to pay the premium rush price.
1: But I even heard, I, I was listening to, I don't know, a podcast called Gods and Monsters and something like that, and their, their uh, CGC dudes, they, they like mail this stuff off all the time. And uh one of them has like a premium membership is still waiting on stuff and I I don't get that.
0: Well, I mean um, the I mean premium membership but then there's also different pricing tiers. So there's also the rush pricing tier. So like you you could pay $25 for your modern to be graded or you, you can pay $50 for your modern to be graded and it gets done in 2 weeks.
1: It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's a route lot of work. So little.
2: Seems like and a in, in my
1: in my opinion, because I have to pack it, I have to ship it, pay shipping. It has to get well. I don't know if you want to pay for pressing and all that other stuff, but if you go for that route, that's even more money. And then you get it shipped back, and they can damage stuff during the pressing. They could damage stuff while their dirty fingers are touching it, and then say it was you, and then slab it back and you were thinking a 9.8 and it's a 9.6 or a 9.2 mm-hmm. and and then you're paying for the shipping back it just seems like a nightmare and then you have to deal with the post office or FedEx and who's delivering it stressed out about that I, I don't know it just seems like a lot of work
0: it is but you know your raw materials are if you bought low you know and you get the 9.8 You're making. I'm still exhausted thinking. Double, triple your money easily. (laughs) You know,
1: I can't even letter my own comic. And and I and you're telling me to go the CGC route. I'm I'm not
0: telling you to. I'm saying I understand (laughs) why people do it. I I don't do it because I don't want to wait. I don't I don't like the process at all. Um, Yeah, it, it seems it seems weird and delayed and slow and not consistent so i don't like anything about it but i get it because i get people like the security of purchasing it and i get the return on investment and how much how much exponentially you can make on a just take you got you got 10 spawn number ones send them four of them um you see how many come back as nine eights. Those nine eights are going to be what? 300 bucks. Easy. It's not
1: the worst. Of the cost of my time. I, I guess it's not. worth a
0: thousand dollars. That's you know what you can do with a thousand dollars. You can hire a letter. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what I don't want to do. I don't want to pay more for the lettering than I do the art. If that makes any sense. Or I don't want to pay more for the interior coloring I only have you the
0: cover color. You won't pay it, more for the lettering. The lettering.
1: I don't. The coloring is pretty expensive, man.
0: Yeah, coloring might be, but uh, that'll be that'll be. Um,
1: I, I I don't know if two. that's that's why I haven't even made the. I don't even know if I'm gonna make it black and just black and white, because I I poked around in the coloring and it's it's expensive.
0: But you did the you colored the cover.
1: I did. Yeah, Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever I know about this one, Summer Surf Party because I have it but uh, this is a bunch of first appearances of new Archie characters
0: you skipped like, a, a Yanu
1: oh did I? oh this one's interesting because this one is uh, Unique Studios and it was a Halloween Comic fr- Fest freebie and uh, I did buy this but I I bought it from Dark Horse. I think reprinted this. Oh. Um. So I I think I own a trade of this, but this is like the first. Uh, I I went to go look to see if I had it, and I didn't. Uh, disappointingly. But for some reason, I always get offered the free Comic Book Day books, but never the Comic Fest ones. So.
0: Um, I always forget I always about those. Seem yeah. to
1: miss these.
0: Yeah, but this one's a high
1: sale of 200 bucks. That's pretty good for a 9.8 freebie, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's pretty great. Yeah,
1: that's pretty great. So maybe that was worth your time. Yeah. To uh, probably an hour of work, right? Um,
0: Yeah. I still wouldn't ship it to get CGC, but yeah, I get it.
1: Eight billion genies, number one. This one I do own. You own it too.
0: Multiples. Yeah. Number
1: five, this Not is eighty. standard. I don't cover. have eighty copies. <laughs> but that that's a pretty good return on investment if you could just get it like thirty five oh, yeah. bucks for a raw copy. Yeah. And you got it at discount. You got right. it for about forty percent off.
0: Yeah, so paid two, could sell it for thirty. That's pretty good. There you go.
1: That's
0: but, good. But do you do you sell it or do you save it until the show comes out?
1: I say save it because of I think that you wait right before the show comes out because it seems like things decrease after. Yeah. But, uh,
3: but I wouldn't what if, what know if the cause show I'm not gets,
1: selling my copy.
0: What if the show goes into turnaround and never gets made?
1: <laughs> I do not think that's going to happen with Amazon. I, okay. I think if it went somewhere else, uh, it would. I think Amazon's pretty serious when they buy a property. Well, um, we'll see. Yeah. I, I like the concept of this. I loved how the bartender, his wish was like, "If you come into my bar, none of that stuff's gonna pertain." Like that's that's like smart thinking ahead of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you know, uh, like uh, other chaos it, is
1: happening out the window, man.
0: <laughs> other entire cities are getting blown up, so it does kind of does make sense.
1: Yeah, and then there's that poor girl that wanted to to hook up with the guy in the band that was, she was also in the band and they were in the bar. So it (laughs) validated her wish. So that guy, there's all kinds of weird stuff like that. I, I like, I like this book quite a bit. Uh, 8 billion genies number three. Uh, this is the James Heron, uh, volume. This is all hot for the same reasons, but, uh, this had a high sale of 30 bucks. And I don't think this was a ratio, was it? Yeah, it's just the standard.
3: Th- I I a standard cover.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, this isn't the standard cover. This is the cover B, I guess. Or C. Oh. But I think it would tell us if it was a 1 in 10, right?
0: Right, it should, yeah.
1: Yeah. 8 billion genie's number 3 is number 3. Wow. This one's going for a high sale of $37 for raw near mint. 8 billion genies number 2. <laughs> at number at number 2 and that one's going for $40 on a raw copy.
2: They
0: all look alike too. I don't understand the Yeah, you know, it's it's really weird. Just like these things getting gobbled up like this.
1: Yeah, 8 billion genies number 2 is number 1. So it it, it is that that's why I'm asking the question, Drew. Is this like five speculators controlling the market like just sucking in everything that they can and then releasing later at well, if, high price higher I mean, prices if the, or, if
0: if legitimately 65 copies sold so some so 65 people have purchased this i don't know who those 65 people are or if it no, was but one those, person could it,
1: could it be 60 could it be like five people that are buying all those copies up
0: Right not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's just total a number. It's being tracked by however they track it from, from eBay. Um, Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're definitely right. It can easily be manipulated and you know, we see stuff that comes out of nowhere uh, spikes and you're like, really?
2: And I know
1: Uh, challengers had a, they bought a bunch because they believed in the property. So they got like some of the incentive covers and they don't drive a lot of like online sales, but they had a bunch of online sales of people just buying as much eight billion genies as they could get. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening, but it's it's very odd.
0: Yeah, somebody's really they, people really believe in it. Um, be, a good first issue, optioned. Amazon Prime is a property people think will follow through. Um I guess you add all that stuff together and think this could be something big, but you know, it'll it will die down. So I, I'd say you sell it now. But I've been wrong. Sell sell now before? I, I think you sell if you can get forty bucks out of out of something you paid two dollars for, I think you'd pull the trigger.
1: You don't think you'd okay. I, I think I would wait a little little bit, but
0: who knows? Can you think of anything outside of Walking Dead
3: that was a good long-term hold on the indie side? You know, because of an option. Because it was going to be a show.
1: No, but I, I can't think of many indie books that have gone up in price. Right before release and when the actors are announced. Yeah. Versus just dumping it now when. I see what you're saying. We haven't seen any visuals or previews. Yeah. So like I I, I think I would wait because I think it, it spikes like yeah. right before like right before and then it'll drop back down yeah. to reality casting after the things released.
0: The bartender is played by Justin Bieber and then then you sell. Yeah. what did you do the number one was that that was eight billion genies
1: yeah that was eight billion genies i just kind of like went eight billion genies eight billion genies yeah you
0: you got screwed you should have chosen the runners up they're a little more interesting at rank 11 star wars the mandalorian number one this is the leniel francis U one in 50 um did you go deep
1: on that or what
0: did you do I, i went with um i don't i don't do ratio variants but I, right. went, I bought two. I bought the, um, the photo cover, and I bought the, um, lightsaber cover or the, um, action figure cover.
3: So I Can I
1: ask two. you a question? Just because I don't know the answer, and I've never seen you a- answer this. But when you and Kyle pick something, is that a guaranteed buy, or is that something that you would recommend but you didn't buy?
0: Almost. I would say ninety percent of the time I buy the things that I recommend, yeah. and or Kyle recommends uh-huh, um, but sometimes it's a not a great week. and we're like, well, you this is the best we can this is our best pick. and then we're like, not really, we're wishy-washy on it and we don't buy it for even buy it for ourselves. okay, but I would say ninety percent of the time if we recommend it.
1: You it's buy somef- it. We've
0: we we've, we've either already pre ordered it
3: or we buy it on FOC. Gotcha. That looks like a Tululu Tay cover on number twelve. No,
1: that's a Frizen. Oh,
0: 8 Billion eight billion oh eight billion GD's number yeah. one, a uh, Jenny Frizzin and Steve Seeley. Let me look at that one.
1: God, that's a that's a beautiful cover. I like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one I really liked. I really liked that cover. I have that one.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. 20 bucks. I better save it. Uh David Aha at rank 13 with Star Wars Mandalorian number one. So another ratio variant, $25. Bucks, sold 46 copies. Um the failsafe design cover for Batman 25. This is the cover M. So we're going deep on covers for Batman 125. Not my favorite. Of
1: yeah, I don't like it.
0: Um, 35 copies sold, high sell. 20. The Declan Shalvey, eight billion genies, number one. I like this cover, but um, I like the other ones more, so I didn't get this one. Um, I
1: like number twelve. You do have that one, right? The 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 one with the.
0: Yes. I, I yeah. have that one. Yeah. I, I oh, like, I like nice. Jenny prison a lot. Um, I, I don't
1: because I, th- I find her art to look the same
0: for the most part on, a, yeah. on,
1: on a lot of things, but this one doesn't, this one's going out of her design pattern. And did that's you, why
0: I like it so much. Did you like the love everlasting cover that she did?
1: Uh, I did not go for that one. I went for the Western one.
0: Okay. I yeah, because the,
1: because I love the Western one and was it was like too. a classic kissing like a cowboy kissing a cowgirl like yeah. I, it just looked
0: brilliant. I liked her. It was just look looked like a distressed cover of a
2: yeah.
0: old romance novel and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down for that. That's pretty awesome. Um, at rank 16, we got ultimate Fallout for uh, 20 more copies of this sold. The first Miles Morales High sale of $3,100 for a CGC-9.8. Um, so that's a quality quality price right there. We've got the Jock Foil variant for Batman t- 125. Um, this one didn't reproduce that well in the picture, but I'm sure it looks nice. I like nice. the design, though. Yellow,
1: and then it kind of looks like a bat. Yeah. And Batman's in the center, but his cape looks like... Batwings.
2: Yeah.
0: At rank eighteen we have X Men number one, uh, from nineteen ninety one, the old Jim <laughs> Lee book.
1: How about that? Spawn is there and now X Men. Uh, right. Rob Liefeld's New Moons ninety eight. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ev- everything you need. Twenty three copies of this sold. Um, high sale of one twenty two for CGC nine eight. Um I I don't I don't know why this this one the magnetic needle one is selling, but it is Uh rank 19. We have X-Men Hellfire Gala. Number one, the Adam Hughes, one in 50. Um, Hellfire Gala really caught on, didn't it?
1: I haven't read it yet, but I went with cover a, I don't have either one of these.
0: It's a pretty, it's a pretty cover, but it's one in 50. I wasn't ever going to spend that. I actually like copies, the so.
1: queen better, but, uh,
0: yeah, that was good as well. And, uh, uh, rank 20 rounding them out is another Hellfire Gala this is the Art Adams one in 25 uh, sold 27 copies at about 30 bucks for raw. Uh, pretty stuff all oh, right
1: that's good.
0: now it's time for our sneak peek at next week we're going to start with the DC and um, smaller publishers of Lunar
3: all right I have that
0: Batman Fortress looks really good. That's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed that. Different take on Batman.
1: This was uh what week again?
0: Oh, 726. Okay. Comics coming out on the 26th. Uh, the first Blink. From, um, by Chris Sabella. This is a uh, Oni Press book.
3: That's going
1: to be good. I like Chris Sabella.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Plus, he
1: has that wonderful Zola pet bull that I just love to see his pictures of his dog. (laughs) Okay. I'm a pet bull guy, so I I just love that breed.
0: Very misunderstood breed. Yeah. Uh, DC
1: Mac uh, cover B looks... The Dan Mora looks really cool.
0: I think it's going to do well.
1: If you're into mech,
0: I think yeah, um, I think that'll. These design
1: covers people tend to like.
0: Yeah, people like the design covers, and I think this one will resonate. And it's independently orderable. I think it'll do really well.
1: The Matina Deathstroke's pretty nice. It's really (laughs) dark, but it looks the reflection that's on the other side of his his dark side of the helmet is is awesome looking.
0: Yeah, that's some nice uh, Photoshop skills right there. Yeah, it looks great. I love these Leaper Mayhew's detective. Yeah, he, he's that
1: that new to, that new Batman book that he's doing based on his covers is going to be interesting because he's trying to tell a story through his covers. Are are
2: the
0: are the bats over Batman's shoulder in the shape of a bat? Uh, kind of. Yeah, it looks like they are. Yeah, they are.
1: The one that's in the sun, yeah. yeah. The sun's rising. It looks like. Uh,
0: pretty nice he, he just always looks like he's ready for combat, man. he's just he just got yeah. the his outfits are always really leathery It'd be
1: interesting and- to see like uh, uh sometimes you can get a video of like Todd McFarlane drawing something and. Yeah. To see what Bermejo's process is, you know?
0: I would like to see uh, that. Yeah. I w-
1: I'd like to see that.
3: And J. H. Williams for you J. H. Williams fans. He's doing a cover C. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see that style. There it is. Yeah, he's he he's very good with uh like panel layouts and creative Right. You know, things. I have Honcho number one, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. I don't know
1: how I have it. Oh, this is volume two. That's why. I wonder if they're recoming out with volume one at the same time.
0: No, there's, yeah, volume one's right there, too. Volume one of two. CE <clears throat> C- as a CEX, that's Andy Schmidt's label, right? They've been yeah, putting com- out a lot of comic lately. book
1: experience. Yeah, I like the name because it's like sex, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's comic book experience.
0: Yeah, it was just they've really, really amped up their production.
1: Yeah, they're expensive though. Like, I think, I think they're like seven ninety. dollars 90 I mean, their issues are.
0: That's only three ninety-nine. Not your
1: standard. Oh, am I looking at the wrong one?
0: The Macabre Motel is only three ninety-nine. Oh, I was
1: looking at Honcho was seven.
0: Oh
3: yeah, it's sixty-four pages though. That's a double. I mean, I'm, I can I can live with that if it's
0: double double. Two really two issues.
1: Ooh, we get the, the Superman. Uh, Mark Russell um, book this week. Superman Space Age.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was excited about that. Mike speaking of stylized art. Mike all read.
1: Yeah. I, I like the Steve Rude one better. But yeah. I like Steve Rude's stuff.
0: 10 bucks, damn.
1: I like Al, Al- Aldred too. He's an interesting character for sure. Yeah. He actually plays like uh guitar really well because I, I went to like a uh after-con rock party at Hard Rock Cap Cafe or yeah, you know the Hard Rock Cafe that mm-hmm. was in Denver and uh he was playing Guitar, and he he was really good.
3: Task Force Z, number ten. That's the other book I am reading for DC
0: Spotlight.
1: I oh, got nice. caught
3: up on. Very nice.
0: I'm excited for Whiteout. Never read that the first time around, but
1: uh, that was made into a movie too.
0: Ruka, and was it called Whiteout?
1: Yeah, you can watch it.
3: Young justice targets, if you're a fan of the cartoon, this is probably for you Wrong Earth, Satana, the Jewel of the Gravesend It's one of those
1: all ages uh young adult books,
0: yeah, I try to st- some of those are work work for me though they're kind of they're not bad. But I try not to read too many of them. Slide over to image. We're getting um,
3: Deadly Class 54. Pretty close to the end. Going to miss that one. There's the first trade of gunslinger spawn. You recommend that?
2: I I,
1: I would if you're – you got to like Spawn and if you like Westerns because this guy was pulled out of time, and uh, he's not a friend of Spawn. Like he doesn't – plus he doesn't fear anybody, so he's kind of interesting. He wants to get back home to a time before his wife's death, and that's what his motivation is. And that's why he's conflicting with Spawn, because Spawn can op- open up these portals between heaven and hell and time, and they all have interest. Heaven and hell both have interest in Spawn. Um, and Spawn's kind of like in the middle.
0: So this, and Angel's
1: not on on always good.
0: <laughs> on, on a scale of one to ten Jonah Hexes, how many Jonah Hexes would you give it?
1: Artistically, I'd give it, 10 but uh in terms of jonah hex man there's not too many western comics (laughs) right compete with jonah hex i mean that's That's what i'm saying that's the top of the
0: that's the top of the heap so you
1: pick the top of the heap so i would say it's like a a seven
0: seven Uh, that's good though
1: Hex is a 10 yeah right yeah
0: well it'd be like it's like you know one to ten in sergeant rocks you know, for a war comic, that it's kind of the same thing for me. You know, yep. Jonah Hex, Sergeant Rock—that's like the top of the heap. How close is it to those? But I do like—I I like genre comics. It's just—they gotta—they gotta hit the right buttons.
1: Yeah, I like westerns. Uh, I buy a lot of them from Kickstarter, that and jungle comics. But
0: you don't—you don't like war comics as much as I do. I don't think. Oh, so I like, love
1: war comics. I will so, buy any war comics. Okay, I'm wrong I, then. I don't buy a lot of the expensive like books from Dead Reckoning, but I I will buy a lot of war comics. I'm I I will say I'm not uh, a Kirk Spencer, <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, I I love war comics especially dc war comics if you give me like sergeant rock gi combat unknown soldier enemy ace i i I eat that stuff up yeah that's good stuff.
0: and i and and i'm still kind of upset you know we got that little bit of little bitty backup of a tom king doing sergeant rock and i was like just a little taste and i was like okay let's do some let's do some of this yeah and then that was. That was, was it. in the
1: Walmart book, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And wh- why we why we haven't gone back? And I mean, I don't know what's going on. It's,
1: it's I, I think licensing? it's uh, two things. No, I I think it's uh they they're hesitant to do a uh, World War Two Nazi book. Um, I think that's one reason, and the other reason is they don't think it would would sell enough um to warrant doing it uh they 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 put it out there i think just to keep the license alive but uh right so give me a one shot just give me a one shot just oh they are giving us one soon
2: i mean it's written by
1: bruce bruce campbell and he's fighting zombies oh yeah uh,
0: that doesn't count (laughs) <laughs> that does not They're count.
1: Probably zombie Nazis. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did see that. I forgot about that. I blocked that out of my memory already. I saw that last <laughs> week. I was like, no, that's dumb. Don't do that.
1: Still Sergeant Rock. I mean, we've had Sergeant Rock uh leading the suicide squad at one point too.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of there. Yeah, you're right. If I I want old school World War Two easy company. That's too much to ask, I guess.
1: It is. It's, it makes it tough for uh d for them to, it's all dollars. If maybe they team him up with Batman, they'll uh, give it a try. Yeah. It's tough though, to be a publisher. Like, I mean, think about reporting to your boss, how much profit you made on something. And if it wasn't that good. Yeah. Like you're not, you're graded on that. Like you're, you're judged.
0: That's why you'd probably put ideas. Batman, you'd put 20 Batman books out because yeah. they're all profitable. And you're <laughs>
1: like, well, I, I need that check for my family, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I want to keep my job.
0: <laughs> Back in the it, day when you, it, everything was it, returnable. It seems it just... like
1: when they, every time they do a Legion book or, I mean, things that have like these cult followings, a Legion or yeah. Sergeant Rock or anything, You know, there's that small minority that shows up and and that that's not enough. I bought like 10 copies of that hardcover of Sergeant Rock that came out (laughs) thinking, well, I got to support this somehow. So it gets published. So I'll buy 10 copies of it because I wanted it so bad. Right. But uh. Yeah, it's I still don't think they made a lot of money off of it even though I bought 10 copies. <laughs> and I don't buy a lot of duplicates for
3: hardcovers
1: no. cuz they're expensive.
3: So yeah, so That's you,
1: how much I like Sergeant Rock. So
0: you like yeah, I I did not buy 10 copies of that hardcover, so yeah. That
3: you you win. You win. What are you we know. on? Boom. <laughs> Well, boom. All right, boom shakalaka. Vampire
1: Slayer. If you're into Buffy, I really do like that. Uh, cover B, blood red variant. That looks cool. Yeah. That looks like French Francesco Francavilla.
0: It does. Yeah. Is it?
1: I I don't know. I didn't click on the.
0: It is Francesco Francovilla. <laughs> Why that's Why doesn't he work on Afterlife with Archie? Get back to work on Afterlife yeah. with Archie. Archie's uh, a
1: mess. That's why. Uh, they only publish one shots now. Because of fandom. I, I think when they 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 try to go down the Kickstarter just too early. Now everybody's doing it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, they got they, their... they they tried they got their asses whooped all the stores went against them everyone went against them and now everybody's doing it is is that just bad timing or what
2: yeah you
0: can't be ahead of your time
3: terrible
0: i'm all the way down to marvel unless you've got something along the way
1: uh no i think i'm good with going down to marvel
0: like I said, there's it was, it was amazing number six. I've really been enjoying this new run. It's an expensive one. I, I know amazing. This I is actually 900, the- right?
1: Well, no, I just went to the comic store. Why would I have 900 early? Is that?
3: Yep, 900. I- wow, I have it now. How does that happen? Which cover? Uh, The cover A. Nice. That's oh. weird.
0: I'm on the phone with um. I'm reporting your LCS right now. <laughs> Violating street date. Are we well, on the right?
1: Weird.
0: Are we on the right it's day? Weird
1: that they would have gotten it <laughs> early though.
0: It's so early, right? It's not
1: a holiday. Usually you only get it like DC. I can see because that comes early, early, early. Do you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. usually like four or five days early I but think didn't Eric
3: say
0: something about how sometimes he gets stuff early two I don't weeks, know books two weeks early and then sometimes they skip a week I thought he was talking about DC but he that's might have been talking about um, Penguin Random House too so
1: what was going through my brain Drew is why am I going to spend 9.99 again I already just spent it do you see <laughs> what I'm saying yeah <laughs> Yeah, but but I'm like, oh no, that's the same issue.
2: <laughs> is it
0: a
3: thick one at least? Oh, it's a thick beast. It's square bound. Nice. Nine hundred.
0: How many more renumbers of relaunches at number one will we get before they get to a thousand? I say two.
1: Well, the legacy number is usually usually legit because if you look at. If you look at the Marvel covers, Amazing's Fantasy, no, not true. But Spider-Man and like when Moon Knight and She-Hulk hit it, if you go to the back page of the the comic book, it shows you how they got there. So it'll say, yeah, it includes every volume, every miniseries, every everything. Right. But But Amazing
0: Fantasy was bullshit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they've done issues 1 million before and 1,000, so it kind of... Breaks the mold.
0: Yeah, you're a comic apologist.
1: Course, I'm gonna put out the side. guesser 1,000 and just <laughs> you would out there. You <laughs> <laughs> just for spite. Just for
2: spite.
0: <laughs> 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 the Drew tier.
2: <laughs>
0: this one is 1,000. You see.
1: Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs>
0: Gambit number
1: yeah. one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's just, should be fun.
0: This is the one they called. Um, this is America. Chris
1: Claremont writing again, so
0: America's favorite x how
1: Wordy he is.
0: I'll probably check this out. I I, I like solo X books better than team X books.
1: He used to be one of my favorite, just because I like from the cartoon. Yeah. I, I just. Thought his Cajun accent, and I, I just thought he would this jacket that
3: just sits over his costume was cool as hell. Iron Cat looks cool.
0: I enjoyed the first one a lot, but you know it's a lot like Black Cat. It's, it's McKay.
1: That's the yeah. That's he's writing Moon Knight writing this. He's he's a good writer. So
0: yeah, and he and. Black Cat was in it, so it was very, very reminiscent of that book. So uh, maybe this one will – maybe she, Black Cat won't be in this
3: next issue, so we'll see. It was really good, though. Wild cards number one, a bunch of Star Wars bunch of star wars yeah oh i do like that
1: venom uh kyle hotz cover oh my god i love his art i don't usually get cover B's, but i might have to get this one
0: <laughs> it might put you over the top
1: i love this guy um he's very much from the kelly jones school um oh he's just uh a hor- he's usually a horror artist and i just love his uh Rendering there.
3: Sometimes artists just draw you in. Yeah. It's real weird with like uh, Ant Man number one is out too, and
1: I love Al Ewing. Like in some things he does, and other things I don't. So it's
0: weird. Yeah, I don't know if I like. I
1: thought Immortal Hulk was like one of my favorite reads ever and then I read his Defenders and I was very disappointed yep and some of his X-Men stuff has just been okay and sword like I've I've read it all but he's like 50% like stuff I like and I, I don't know how it could be coming out of the same guy
0: I don't get it either I, I feel the same way though
1: ooh Wolverine Patch god I love this stuff this is my favorite Wolverine uh, kind of uh, era.
0: Just I didn't love, love it. it. I didn't love it. I thought I'd like it a lot more than I did.
1: Oh, I'm even reading the old stuff right now. I just, I love this era.
0: era. Sent you so down a like, rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, I, I'm reading the epic collection
3: oh, of, cool. of that era. Dynamite are you gonna do the wild cards? No, I'm gonna try it. I
0: know
1: they're novel based, but I'm gonna try it because it's like a superhero novel
0: yeah i don't I don't think I am It's
1: been done before, so it's not a spec thing right uh, that's a good jumping on point if you wanna try something.
0: Avatar is collecting all the Dan the Unharmable's Harmables pretty cheap.
1: Did Did you read that?
0: Oh yeah, I loved it.
1: Oh God, I loved Dan the Unharmable. Oh,
0: I loved. I was I was so all in on Avatar back then. I I read everything and I loved everything <laughs> they ever did. And I don't know what happened to them, but I loved their stuff.
1: Well, they had like Garth Ennis and like they had like the best writers, Alan Moore, and then they had those European artists that were so hyper detailed. I don't know it, what, was it was beautiful
0: it was a perfect match but yeah I don't, I don't know what happened people must not have gravitated to it
1: yeah i don't know
0: yeah i love i love it the only
1: stuff. thing I, the only thing i could think of is they're adult oriented and violent and sexual and i don't know if that appeals to a mass audience
0: well, i don't know how they're in business right now I mean, it's got to be like one. Well, guy. that's the same
1: thing. It's this. It's some guy selling out of his garage. The inventory. That's what it seems like, right? Yeah, and it's happening on Boundless too. So it's Avatar and Boundless, which is the same company.
0: Yeah. So they've got to. They've got to be down to a skeleton thing. crew. They but can't. if
1: anybody hasn't gotten down the unharmable, they should jump in on that.
0: That's so good. Yeah, it's, it's twenty a, it, bucks for six issues.
1: Right. And and you can get both bundles in this yeah. pack. That was excellent.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I was looking at the the cross and I was like, Oh, that's pretty good too. I might have to jump in and get all those crossed. I oh, imagine at man, some point they're gonna be blown out like really cheap.
1: I think I missed something. I missed the Gilliam March Vampirella Year One. Damn it! Where's this? Oh, it's the Dynamite. I love Gilliam March. He's my, I do too. my, my favorite, and he's got a What's he doing? Vamparella Year One cover. Oh. Oh damn. I oh. I think I missed that on that boat.
0: So let's back up in Dynamite. Yeah. Vampirella, Year One, cover D. Oh, I thought I thought Gillum was was um, writing it. He's just no, doing... he's
1: he's doing the art, just the cover. It's Christopher Priest
0: still. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not. Gonna well,
1: if that. he was doing interiors, oh my god, <laughs> right?
0: right? That's what that's what intrigued me.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you like Laura?
1: I loved it. I, I love the Laura part more than the other stories, though.
0: What about like, his autobiography? Like, you, you know, you know his how
1: Laura and other stories? That was interesting. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. Like, I bought some of his other books from Euro- European books, like the hardcovers. Yeah. And he's really good at not just art, but storytelling.
0: Oh, I just did, like, I mean, he, I discovered he's, him incredible. Through... Through Carmen, so I came late to the party, but
1: oh yeah, I've been getting his stuff forever. Yeah, it's really. He used, good. To, he used to work for DC, doing um Gotham City sirens, and his interiors. Oh my God, like they're they're just brilliant. It was before New Fifty Two, um that there's, he was doing it.
0: There's Lead City Number Four. I'm gonna have oh, to yeah, track this so down. Good. I'm gonna have to track this down. It's
1: like it starts off as like a typical western. Okay. The the guy's wife is is dying. He's on a wagon train and they're heading out west and it's just him, his wife and his little boy. And she gets sick and he's like, like, "Okay, there's two towns. Why are they right next to each other? And he goes to one town and all he sees like is shell casings everywhere. And he's like, what the hell? There's no doctor. There's no nothing. And there's some guy and they're like cleaning up the bullets. And he goes, go next to the next town. There's a doctor in there, and he's like, he's charging ridiculous values. He doesn't have any money to to pay this guy. And he finds out that there's this, like, huge gunfight that happens in this town where they just have all the best gunfighters go kill each other.
0: That's awesome.
1: It, yeah, it's like a free-for-all fight club in there. It, it's crazy.
0: So how many Jonah Hexes does uh, Lead City get?
1: I think as a western, it it works better than Gunslinger Spawn because Gunslinger Spawn is, right. isn't Current time, uh, I would say eight eight out of ten. Like Man, it because it's kind of it's kind of unique. Like I haven't yeah. seen a western do this weird thing.
3: Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. So. We're back at going through the. Yeah, we're in the back half. Crossed bags. Oh, there's my there's the book that I want. Um,
1: and I have to do some research on this band, but uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos. <laughs> But I'm, I I like this Cradle of Filth number yeah. one from Opus Comics, and uh, look at the price on it. Isn't that unique? 666, is six hundred and sixty-six, six dollars and sixty-six cents.
0: Very good. It's the nice. number
1: of the beast. <laughs> I went.
0: I couldn't even read the title, so I just skimmed right over that yeah. Cradle of Filth six sixty-six.
1: It That's sounds awesome. interesting and. In this ruined halls of this uh, city lie an occult, history, sealed records, and cursed artifacts. This unholy art, uh, archive explores the far corners of crater, Cradle of Phil's musical legacy, a vast universe of ageless vampires, mythical creatures, and vengeful gods. With this hidden vault, we revisit the succubus and the nemesis in stories from all-star roster of comics talent. So it's gonna be like a sci-fi horror um anthology. Interesting. And I, I, I didn't even know about this band. Like they're they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. And story. uh I have not heard of their stuff, but they're they're like a little hardercore metal than I usually go. Mm-hmm. Um but I liked it. <laughs> I liked what I was hearing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Opus Comics has Crystal Planet number two. Looking forward to reading that one too.
0: I like all the pre pre code stuff that's getting collected.
1: Oh yeah, I'm buying one of them. I'm buying the Black the Combat. Hawk, uh, uh, not combat, but I'm buying the Blackhawk.
0: The Blackhawk. That's the yeah. art book.
1: No, it's the PS art book, but oh, it's okay. it's actually comics. Oh, okay. PS art books takes all of the public domain available product that they can find, like
3: that they can put together and then they publish it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Those beyond collection looks pretty interesting.
1: See the, the planet PS art books, planet comics. Yeah, that's where that Planet Comics came from, the the Antarctic one. Right. That we we're just talking about.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, i bought a couple of these. They're they're really dense and they're real. They're they're kind of like a sci-fi tales from the crypt, if you will. Yeah. You know, just sci-fi stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like them because I like I like like if you had these original comics, they'd be those are like platinum age, right? Yeah,
3: they'd be pretty valuable, and they're really neat, interesting reads. Pre-code stuff is really interesting.
0: That's Eerie Comics Number One magazine. That looks pretty interesting. Too. Yeah, I
1: these these I want so bad because the the original magazines are pretty expensive. Yeah, but they're a lot of money for one magazine. Like sixteen ninety nine, it, it's. Some
0: magazines are nowadays. Magazines are ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I I I still like the prices for like back issue magazine and you know the ones from tomorrow's, they're quite affordable.
0: Are they under ten still?
1: Yeah, 999. Okay. But yeah, I know I know Kirk is buying this combat one (laughs) for sure. Yeah. And Blackhawk is is my favorite DC war book. Like, he'll go with Rock, and I'll go with Blackhawk.
0: Yeah, I go with Rock too.
1: I just I love the these Blackhawk comics.
0: But I haven't I don't know I haven't revisited all my old Sergeant Rock lately, so it might not hold up. I don't know.
1: It holds up if your mind well, can. If you liked it then you'll like it I loved now. it then.
0: They like I wore them out.
3: Like yeah. I read them over and over again. That's the weird I don't thing. Don't got anything else in this this uh
0: section. Okay. Um It seems I'm...
1: like PSR books is publishing their like five months worth of books in one month. In <laughs> one day in one day.
0: Yeah, there's tons, right?
1: I would hate for like if I if I was buying this at the store and all of them showed up. Because I'm if I was collecting like five or six of them. Because yeah. they're all coming out.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like when they do that. I mean they need to spread this stuff out so you can or maybe they just think like the people that want this stuff want it all. They want it all. I don't know.
1: I don't think they're catering to that. I think they're catering. Oh, somebody wants Planet Comics, or they're into War Books,
0: or yeah, they're not. No, yeah, that's true. Get them all out in time for. If I
1: if I was filthy rich, I would buy them all. Um, yeah. <laughs> just just because I, I think these are fantastic. I ha- I only have a couple of them, but you can see they're quite expensive.
0: Yes, they are. Very
1: you're expensive. you're you're dropping 30 bucks and the discount on this publisher isn't as great as some of the other stuff.
0: Yeah. That's true. So I'm going to guess uh, Cradle of Filth is your pick of the week.
1: Yeah, Cradle of Filth is my pick of the week. I I did the research and I like what I, I I've been like 3 for 3 on Opus Comics. Like I didn't know what to expect and they they exceeded all my expectations, so uh, yeah, I want to go with Cradle of Filth.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Oni Press's "Blink" by Chris Sabella.
1: That's a good That's a good choice because I I know you're going to get a good story. I, I don't am. know if it'll be with uh, a lot of money, but uh, I know he's going to deliver. Right, it's gonna deliver I'll... the fun. I can guarantee that.
0: Exactly, and sometimes we go for fun over profit, right? So,
1: and I don't think Cradle of Filth is, if anything drives it, it'll be the fan base of Cradle of Filth and the the fact that this might be the the first comic that's six dollars and sixty six cents. The <laughs> num- number of beasts.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the demon on this one. Well,
0: I'm hoping. I'm hoping my my media server can handle a three and a half hour podcast for me because I don't usually <laughs> ours aren't usually this long, but I do appreciate your time. Uh, this is like a geek brunch light.
1: <laughs> it's, per, it's pretty long.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
1: in the last case that I came on, I think it was my fault. And this one, I think you,
0: you you edged a lot of those <laughs> conversations i i had a lot to you were I, as guilty as me i hadn't talked to you forever and i uh, had a lot on my mind so we jumped we jumped around so sure hopefully could. the listeners enjoyed it i really enjoyed having you on i appreciate it very much and we we, we if we're lucky enough we're going to get you back in a couple of weeks
1: yeah that will be fun
0: do you need to tell the listeners anything before we go
1: uh no i think i i did you it covered all. it all beginning. yeah
0: All right, man. I'll put some links in the show notes.
1: Your your brother's having a good time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do too. He's uh, out West. He's, he he might be, he'll show up at your house. I'll text him your address. (laughs) He he could swing by. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening to comics for fun and profit. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Hey, it's the good folks at comics for fun and profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C4FAP and go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community and you get early and ad free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you, sign up today.